Hello and welcome to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we like to talk about all the sports that we follow, uh, focusing very much on the domestic uh, football leagues, followed by international sports. This week we want to take a deep preview into last week's game, well, preview into this round of football and then of course last week's games in the NRL and AFL. Uh, then we've got the play-in tournaments almost ready to happen for the NBA and a lot of the teams are getting... F- you know, clinching playoff positions. So that play-in tournament starts on the 18th of May, which is not too far away. Mm. Uh, then there's a little bit of news in the NFL and cricket we want to cover, and then we'll go deep into the final round, featuring our F1 golf and soccer chat for the week. Uh, today we're down to the three nufties. Um, want to send our condo- not condolences, send our <laughs> thoughts and prayers out to uh, Macca's future mother-in-law. Hope she gets better, and Macca, we hope to see you next week. Mm. Uh, but of course, I've got my usual two suspects on my left and further left. <laughs> in, in, uh, <laughs> well, smiling from ear to ear because the dragons are back in the winner's circle. The long and wrong Anthony the Peppy Pozzullo. Yeah, big scalp in the Canterbury Bulldogs. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, could, yeah. Yeah. Bye would probably have just been as competitive. Hmm. Uh, and then on the far end of the table, we've got the fastest research man in Canberra, uh, James the Monkey Magic Webster. And of course, I'm your host as always, Sean. So I think we'll get stuck in uh, to a shout a beer to kick us off hmm. uh, as our first kind of segment. Monks, who do you want to shout a beer to this week? Yep, I'm going to shout a beer to Roy McElroy. Um Winning his 19th PGA Championship uh, down at Wells Fargo Championship, Quail Hollows, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so he won by one stroke, uh, th- hitting three under in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, avoided a mini comeback from Abraham Ansar. Yeah, Mexican fellow. Yeah, Mexican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, who hit, hit five under in the last in the last round. Um, yeah, so broke his drought. There's close I was going to ask you, how, how long was the drought? So three years? Yeah, yeah, so last time he won was in 2019, um, the WGC HSBC mm-hmm. champions in China. Um, and, yeah. It's good to see him back in the winner's circle. Yeah, good to see him back in the winner's circle. Um, so, yeah, next beer's on me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, um, three years, how old's Roy now? Uh, he'd be 31, I think. Yeah, so yeah, pl- plenty of time left in the golfing oh, world. Oh, bloody oath. And <laughs> was it like, mm. uh, you know, Jordan Spieth, who's only 27 and mm. hadn't won for uh, four years? Um, well, I think Rory's, I don't think it's quite three years. Uh, I think it like, was November 2019. Yeah. So, quick math, you, that's, that's, you, not, that's not two years. <laughs> yes, you are right. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a Starting off strong here. We're yeah. off to a fucking yeah. flyer, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Count on the end. definitely, definitely needs one. Uh, big, you know, pressure amounts uh, for professional golfers if they can't win tournaments, which is very hard to do mm, as it is. It. So yeah, well, good yeah. on you, Roy. Backed him in the Masters, and he didn't do too well there. No, no. Um, you, you reckon? So yeah. You reckon he'd want one of these, or do you reckon he'd want one of those brown fucking things that they drink over there? <laughs> <laughs> a pint of. Do they drink Guinness in Ireland as well? Guinness, yeah, of course. Guinness. They drink everything in Ireland. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of trying to win tournaments, uh, Peppy, who do you want to shout a beer at to? Yeah, I'd like to shout Aaron Rodgers a beer. I could have done this <laughs> last week. And, uh, I thought he was gone last week, and I'm kind of starting to move back to be- tr- wanting to believe that that he might stay. I think the Packers uh, offered him a lot of money uh, today, but we'll we'll get into that later. So I'm sure this will be uh, 
on 12's mind over there up in uh, Wisconsin. The fact that he's getting mm. shouted one, one <laughs> cold, sweet, tasty, amber, refreshing beer from Canberra, Australia for him to stay at the Green Bay Packers. That's, That's it. probably probably the deal maker for him, <laughs> I'd imagine. So stay with, stay with the cheeseheads. Uh, A-Rod 12, we love you. Yeah, through his tears, he's he's um, uh, begging here. Mm. So <laughs> please stay at the backers. Well, the tears uh, are mostly beer yeah. sometimes anyway. So <laughs> just ring those out and shout them to him. So f- my shout of beer this week is going to go to the Canberra Raiders. I think this is the second time I've shouted them out of beer. Mm. But for me, um, it kind of seemed like they may have had a few over the half times so that they get into the halftime break mm. and they think, oh, game's done. Mm. Uh, we're up here. <laughs> take it easy. Bust out the cold ones and then they get smashed. Mm. Uh, so I think this will lead into our NRL chat and our NRL news for the week. Um, let's talk about the Raiders to kick it off. They've been outscored 93-8 in uh, second halves in the last five games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think if you go back That's historically uh, – it's, it gets worse. Like, mm. they haven't been real great in second halves. The old fans, I mean, if you five will. games, that's crazy. Mm. Yes. Um, the classic kind of saying that Ricky's halftime speeches are excellent. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's something obviously going on in their club. Mm. So, they were up 16-0 to zip in the game against the Knights. Mm. They ended up losing 24-16, mm. not scoring a point in the second half mm. versus 24. Uh, and you know we've had we've talked all all the last couple of weeks about all the news and all the mm. soap opera that's happening around the club and the back and forth from all the different players, the captains stepping down or getting off socials, the homesickness. Mm. Uh, former Raider who's gone home, uh, I've forgotten his first name, Bateman. John John, John. Bateman, and he started with J. Uh, kind of uh, slams probably a strong word, but he came out and you know very pointed. Uh, kind of quote from him, like, <coughs> excuse me, you're told to keep it internal, told, told to keep the, the news internal, keep it within the club, the club will deal with it. But then, you know, 24 hours later, the journos are chatting about it on, mm. you know, NRL 360 mm-hmm. or Buzz is reporting it in the, <laughs> in the mail. Like it's, so it's, it's it's hard it's as hard to you know, if told to keep it in, in the, within the building, within the walls and then next minute someone's uh, coming around and, talking about it as, you know, as a journo. So, it's, so is yeah. that to the players or to like just the Raiders in general? Well, in general, you know, Brisbane had this problem a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I think they found it. It was Maguire was talking to his agent. His agent was leaking it to journal, journos about stuff that's happening in the club. Uh, but the same thing, like Ricky's really close with a lot of journos. Of course, he's had a long playing career and then mm-hmm. coaching career up and down the East Coast. So he's well, well known in those circles. Um, I think they've, a few of the Raiders are point blank have asked him, you know, are you the mole? Are you the one telling the stories? And he said, it's not me. Like I've definitely not be the one saying it, but you know, catching me on Sunday afternoon after a couple of beers, <laughs> you've got <laughs> Ricky's tongue might be wagging, but yeah, it could be anyone. It could be one of the players, could be players' wives as we alluded to last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. If the agents or the journalists, they have their sources, they're going to find out the news. And as we've been saying, if the smoke, the fire, there's problems in the nation's capital for the Raiders at the moment. We'll just have to see if they can turn it around. Luckily, they have uh, the semi-buy this week in the, in, in the Bulldogs <laughs> uh, as the, the Dragons quite, quite enjoyed beating them. So yeah. they, they better beat them. But as I kind of alluded to before the podcast, you say, it's one of those things is like, are they that in the dumps that you, no matter they're a more talented roster, are they still going to end up losing this one? 
Yeah, we'll get to that uh, mm. when we preview the round in the NRL, round 10 magic round. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get stuck into some NRL news. Uh, the first uh, pressing story, I suppose, was the entire bunker getting stood down <laughs> yeah. uh, from the Parramatta Roosters game um, after Dylan Brown led with the knees uh, into Drew Hutchinson's back. Uh, he punctured his lung, broke some ribs. It looks mm-hmm. like Hutchinson's going to be out for about six weeks. Uh, Brown, uh, they they didn't report him at the time, uh, and mm-hmm. then he got reported during the halftime break. Uh, Trent Robinson was blowing up Deluxe. Uh, in, in uh, the yeah, just watching it now. Uh, in in the post match presses because a the, it wasn't reported at the time, but b they didn't the Roosters didn't know until like ten minutes into the second half. Yep. So so they could yep. have replaced him medically. Uh, so Robbo not happy about that. Uh, and then in the same play, Murata Niakore uh, got Teddy high. And, uh, and that's what ended up being the penalty, but there wasn't any sin bin or uh, sending off. Uh, I think he got t- two weeks uh, today, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Mm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Sean, I probably wanted to put this to you. We've been talking about the bunker and the, the officiating. Is this, is this uh, good enough uh, from them? I suppose the NRL coming out and saying it, it's not good enough. Um, it's been looked at from five different angles. Surely they can pick this up at the time. Yeah, well, I think they they probably did. And what I think they're thinking was they've taken it back to the Tesco penalty. They've given the penalty there. Mm. Then everything that happens afterwards didn't happen. Like it's okay. like the, it's a play is dead. Let's use an NFL term here. The play is dead right. at the point of the penalty. So they've just disregarded everything else. But you know, in the state of the, where the NRL is at the moment, where it's very high. Um, focus on injuries. Mm. Guy gets broken ribs, mm. punctured lung is, you know, in agony. You can see him a- screaming. A- ambulance, ambulance to hospital straight away. Straight away. Like, I don't think he, correct me, Max, you might have to go find the rules for this. Um, if he's placed on report, they can't replace him medically. It's only through foul play due to sin binning. Yep. If they can. Yep. But that at the point was like leading with the knees yep. into a tackle like that, I think is now sin middle of offense because yeah. they they, yeah. they they really don't like uh, that sliding in with the knees, especially to the back area like that. Yep. For this very reason, because these are the kind of injuries you end up getting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That yeah, you know, maybe if that was a point where Dylan Brown should have been sin bin for that ten. So that means that they you know they lose Hutchison, but they can bring on their medical sub. Yeah, and, uh, and it helps yeah. the Roosters in that game. Yes. So so now obviously Brown gets three weeks. That doesn't help them. Uh, it's, mm. it's the age old thing, you know. You, surely you want to try and punish the team in the game as much as you can yeah. to give, you know, to, to give some retribution, I suppose, to, it, to the other yeah. side. Well, the Roosters lost this game. Yeah, to 18, exactly. Like. There's no, no help to them. No, no. If, uh, if they could have had a medical sub, yep. then they, like, yep. that no, makes a lot of difference. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't want to say the point of the refereeing, it's is to try and maintain parity, mm. uh, but it is to referee the rules and, may, mm. and uh, have a fair contest. And maybe go, I don't want to go back to sportsmen's versus gamers and shit. But <laughs> the, 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 the idea that, you know, you've got uh, 13 blokes on the field, 17 in total, mm. uh, that it's, you know, 13 on 13, 17 on 17. Mm. Mm. As soon as you're losing guys through definitely foul play in this regards mm. and then your numbers start dwindling, it, you've seen the effects that it has – uh, on uh, the teams and on the clubs because they just uh, they're back in that last twenty minutes. They're just they're, they're cooked. Mm, like, it's really yeah. hard to play and through no fault of their own, through illegal play, mm. uh, the other team is benefit. Mm. And you know that then we start falling into 
the category. It wasn't intentional, of course, but then you get into like, what was that gamesmanship? We start talking about uh, intentional no. injuries to then gain an advantage. Yeah. Dylan, I'm, I'm, Dylan Brown's intention there wasn't to puncture his lungs. No, no, like that's no. not that's not his intention. It, it's maybe a bit careless. Yes, yeah, and he's like it, that. It happens like that. But yeah, mm. what well, I do. You uh, won't you won't hear this out of my mouth very often, mm. but I do feel sorry for the Roosters in in this particular instance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we we move on and and we stay in the same topic uh, in poor officiating. Uh, and we're talking about last week with the Canberra Raiders and uh, two disallowed tries for Jack Whiten, yep. uh, according to the obstruction rule. Mm-hmm. Um, there there was some very strange interpretations again this week um, in into the obstruction rule. One from mm-hmm. from this game, the the Parramatta Roosters game. Uh, where Isaiah Papali'i, he's uh, he's pretty much gets caught out on the left. Yeah, there, there is absolutely uh, no. There is contact. There is contact. Yeah, he don't, touches him, but don't don't get me wrong. But uh, Sivo, he's the best. He's one of the best finishers in the game. He's scoring this try regardless. I think um, so. They, yeah. they take that one back. 100%. And then there was one in the Dragons Bulldogs game where Ben Hunt plays the ball. Uh, he pretty much chucks the hands up, and uh, and Paul Vaughan does get the ball. Uh, inside Ben Hunt and then runs to the to the outside and goes straight through. Uh, very similar, I suppose, mm. to to the Raiders ones that were disallowed, and it's called a try. Yep. So there, there's it's very up in the air the officiating of that rule and it's you mm. know obstruction rule, quantum mechanics, uh, sports bet <laughs> things that I'll never get my head around. I suppose yeah. winning in sports bet, I should yeah. say. Uh, I'd say just because the regular season games, a lot of this stuff. I don't want to say gets let's slide like the fan base, like you mm. know, me Raiders last week up in arms. Mm. Uh, if it had been reversed, and then you know, like you said, if this had been the Dragons, and you know, I'd probably be annoyed as well. Like mm. three regular season games, you can see it, it gets maybe slid you know under the rug a little bit. Yeah, I wonder you're coming into origin, um, you know, these kind of calls, and then into the finals and into yeah, the grand finals. finals. Six, six again, if anyone would, yeah, exactly. Like mm. you, you can't be making those kind of mistakes in the, that kind of level. And, you know, that's why they talk about all the replays and that. But then you're getting bloody replay bunkers getting stood down. That, that squad of guys that did that session mm. can't back up and then do another game the next day because um, of their poor form. Mm, mm. I don't they, know. You don't want to referee bash too much. Like who who would want to be a referee? Seriously, yeah. it's, it's one of the yeah. hardest jobs uh, getting around. But uh, and, and, yeah, like you say, you know, the Ben Hunt um, uh, obstruction try, yeah, which, which was a try. <laughs> inverted commas try. D- didn't didn't change the outcome of the game. Para wins this game regardless. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's those ones like you did see last week where the Raiders were definitely In denied contention. the you know yeah the opportunity to win. I still think they they uh, adjudicated that one according to the rules, but yeah, it's 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 a very fickle. Uh, line, isn't it? And it's very, very fine between, between, uh, a te- between doing justice and and uh, a team winning when they probably shouldn't. Do you think it's to, to focus on the refereeing a little bit? Do you think it's just gotten worse because people got more invested in it, or do you think? Because I'd say it's in you know the last twenty years of uh, maybe whenever whenever um, Harrigan retired. Mm. I think refereeing, you know, quality of refereeing has decreased. I don't know whether it was just because he was such a star figure as a referee that he lifted that kind of expectation and he was just different. I, I'm i going to disagree with you. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I, I think the referee has been the same throughout. I think 
the camera angles and the coverage and this yeah. the, the, the frame, media input, the frame the, by the frame yeah. and the media storm and everything that comes with it. It's it just might feel it. like the referee is getting refereeing is getting worse. Uh, it, you know, it all comes down to human judgment in in split um, decisions. And yeah, I don't think yeah. it, I don't think it's actually gotten worse. I think it just might be a function of technology. Mm. I think some of their processes just kind of seem you know, out of character. Um, uh, get on my high horse here a little bit. I still hate the fact that they want to try. The guy's kind of setting up for it. Mm. They have 10 looks at it and then they go, oh, actually, no, we've got to review this further. Mm. Then they've got to spend another 10 looks at it. A couple minutes go past and it's like, oh, actually, no, this is not a try. Mm. It's just like, it's the, the process is like the mechanics of you're trying to create a really, really fast game and then you add in all this other, let's call it red tape. Yeah, and it, it slows just, it down. It just yeah. slows it down. just mm. seems out of play and odd where they could definitely improve that process. And I'm, you know, the, the refs get so much training. They've got a mm-hmm. refs boss now and they've got all the other stuff and then you've got all the replays, the bunkers and blah, blah, blah. Just add all that into there. There's, I don't know. Just, it's just a bit of a shitstorm at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. See how you can kind of correct that. And we've, got, well, we've, we've mentioned in the past, I mean, you know, they've gotten rid of the two ref system. They, they went to one for COVID and never mm-hmm. brought back the second one mm-hmm. um, just because of that, I guess, it helped with the pace maybe a little bit. So what does the NFL do that the NRL isn't doing at the moment? Well, they've got seven refs on the field. There's one. Oh, but it's a shitstorm in the NFL as well. Like whenever they, you know, they review all touchdowns and you can be sitting there for five fucking minutes, you know. Exactly. Looking at a frame. But I I think the expectation's different though because they've said we're going to look at every touchdown. So you Mm. know the expectation is they're going to score. Okay, they're going to look at it. I I hope they don't bring that into into the NRL because then you'd be looking at these. They essentially are now. The problem is they're they're, they're doing it and then they say now we're going to review it. Yeah, that's true. If they said we're just going to review it flat out, then we know, okay, they're going to review all tries. Mm. Mm. So, hey, that looks good. Show us the replays, which is us, one, replaying and reliving that moment, but two, Mm. also seeing if it's an accurate try or not. So uh, that's what I'm seeing. The mechanics maybe could get better how that process works. Mm. But anyway, Ref. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. we're going to be able to solve it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think so. And, and uh, you've just got up the, the obstruction uh, definition there. It is just about a full page. So we'll, yeah. we won't dive too deep into that. Uh, some big, big news regarding player movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier mm-hmm. Coates, he's, we've been speculating for quite some time that he will be going to the Melbourne Storm. Done deal, the baby. pen is to the paper, two years, 500000 a year. A big loss for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. However, breaking news today, uh, it seems it seems like it's not a done deal, but it seems like Adam Reynolds is going to sign with the Brisbane Broncos. Three years. $2.25 million. We had been speculating, will he go, would he go to Cronulla? Would he go to Brisbane? Wayne Bennett came out during the week saying he's definitely not staying at the club. Yep. This is mm. massive, massive signing for Brisbane. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's start with Coates first because I want to ask you a few questions on because uh, he, of course, is going to replace the Fox. Fox just, Fox mm-hmm. just scored six tries last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, First time in 71 years. Yeah. <laughs> My my question to you guys is: They're switching Origin wingers across, and I think Coates is going to do excellent down there. Mm-hmm. Probably really hard to replace the Fox. Fox, best winger in the NRL at the moment. Ooh, at the moment. I see. I don't know if that's clear cut. Mike Sivo, mm-hmm. like yep. in terms of finishing, it doesn't have that open field pace that the Fox has got. But geez, you give anyone the ball within five meters and try and get them to finish a try, Sivo's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. Toho obviously playing out of his out of his skin, a, a smaller sample size given he's so young. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, fair shout. I yep. think fair shout. Well, if we added a few years, last five years, best winger. Yeah, over the yeah, in terms of long term consistency, yeah, I'd okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's a, it's a good spot for Coates because you know Melbourne turns out good quality players. It's just um, you t- pull in one. You get, do you get a younger version of Fox or not a different player? But you know, can they turn it? I think the idea is they want to turn him into that Fox. Where in the next five years, we're all talking about yeah, how, how Coates is the best winger in the NRL at the moment. As they are different players. Coates slightly bigger body and lacks probably the the, the pace yeah. that that yeah, Adokar lacks has. Maybe have more leaping ability indeed, than Carter. Indeed, does. yeah. It's it's mm. not a uh, you know like for like trade, mm. but um, yeah. Look, that the, you watch his career just take off. He's down in the best system in the NRL over the past twenty years. Everyone goes down yeah. there, and the careers. You know, they, they just take off. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we've been talking about spines make teams, and they've got a good spine. So yeah, but, yeah. but just any, like look at like Pappenhausen and coaching. Pappenhausen was struggling at, at West Tigers. Dale Finucane when he was at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, no one goes to Melbourne and gets worse. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, good coaching matters. Yeah, so put it mm. that way. So then we talk about Reynolds. He signs with Brisbane, uh, three years, two point two five. I think he had. Um, I don't think the Sharks deal was four years. I think it was three years as well, but mm. two point four. There's some talk about the money in that. Mm. Uh, sounds like Sharks deal might have been more, but then it sounded yeah, like it was two hundred grand more. Yeah, but right. it sounded like it was more up front and then paid less um, over. So right. it was if it, it fell off. So mm. in the yeah. last couple of years, would be yeah, it'd, it'd be making less money. Uh, it sounds like the Brisbane deal was meant to be more than what Sharkies were offering. Mm. But obviously, he wasn't real keen on what the Sharks were doing. Or, Whatever at that point, mm-hmm. um, what the reason Wayne came out and said he knew that Reynolds wasn't staying because Reynolds had been talking to Wayne about what he should do and whether he should go to Brisbane. Mm. And Wayne, you know, <laughs> being a, being a, a Brisbane legend, mm. uh, ran him through that whole process of you know what it, what it would mean being up there, and it's a huge get for them. Massive, um, yeah, yeah. And with uh, Stags signing resigning last week uh, as well, they must have had. He must have known what they were kind of targeting because they'll be six and seven, which will be mm-hmm. a good six and seven for them next year. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I guess Brisbane hope finally getting a good get means Milford's probably done at the club. Yeah, you'd, you'd think yeah. so. Yeah, which it sounds like Sharkies might yeah. be looking at mm-hmm. picking up Milford to mm-hmm. fill that spot in because it sounds like Sean Johnson's on the out. Mm. Who I think he played his first game back from his Achilles last week and didn't impress. So... They might not be yeah, really impressed with well, offered him one year, 400000 which seems to be Unders- m- much under what SJ yeah. is worth. Yeah. When healthy is probably the caveat. Yeah, that. yeah, that is a caveat yeah. indeed. Uh, moving forward, uh, Paul Gallen might join the Sharks board next year. Mm. Uh, it, interesting. He's getting paid at the moment. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, big buzz. He, buzz <laughs> Rothfield, he praised someone. He didn't. He, he said, he said Gal's. Gow's actually quite intelligent, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Was it, is he only yeah. clarifying that because Gow was a front rower? Like he played in the forward back. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, he's, they're, he's intelligent <laughs> for a front rower. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's like when they, you guys talk about me. He He's okay for a ruckman. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of a caveat there. Yeah. Uh, TJ Perinara, he was rumoured to be going to the Roosters uh, to play nine. Uh, that's not happening. He has signed another two years with the uh, New Zealand Rugby Union. Stay in put. What's happening with Samoa Rugby League? Well, mm. 
we kind of a, we talked about the Johns brothers and were not Willie Mason, Sonny Bill, Sonny Bill Williams, Sonny Bill uh, wanting to coach that team, and then that was quickly shut down because Matt Parrish, I believe, is yes. the current coach who replaced Steve Price, who Monkey was saying uh, was still playing over there <laughs> yep. for the Wolves, I believe. <laughs> Captain coach, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine line. <laughs> uh, he's still a leadership role. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it's coming out. I think Papali. Well. For not the World Cup, but for uh, the last round of international games, mm-hmm. RTS was looking to to play for Samoa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they now appointed uh, Matt Parrish as the head coach. It might have even been the World Cup, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Yeah, nah, not doing that." Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like thirty odd of the big name uh, Samoan players from the NRL sent it off to the head of Samoan um, rugby league and said, "Hey, if we want to change at the top, we." Mm. We don't want Parrish's coach, and they Samoan Rugby League put out a whole statement and saying they were coaxed into doing this. They didn't actually mean it, mm, but yeah. a lot of them have said. Um, Papali, I think, came out today and said he'd commit to Samoa if they changed their the head coach. Right. Um, so it sounds yeah. like a lot of the Samoan boys want to play for that squad. And mm. looking at some of the players on that list, they'd be just as good as Tonga is, um, oh, and if, be, if not better, if not better, yeah. um, and being like completely dominant. So they'd have mm. to. But they were all essentially calling for the head coach's head mm-hmm. uh, and the Johns brothers and Sonny Bill cost putting it forward and like, hey, they want to play for him. Willie Mason, I believe, has Samoan heritage, if I remember correctly. Um, might have played for, for them. Um, I this the other week. I think it's Tong- I think it's Tonga. Was it Tonga? And it, well, I think he, he was still backing the, the pro- approach as in like, hey, we need these island nations playing really, really well mm. um, to, pu- to push the likes of Australia, New Zealand and England. So we want those those guys playing because if they're not they're not going to play in the World Cup, you've got some of your best stars sitting on the on the sidelines mm, mm. Um, just because they don't want to play for a for, for the current head coach. Mm. Do you have a list of possible squad there, Pee? Yeah, uh, this is all speculative, I, s- I suppose. Uh, a lot of guys. But just here, read out some of the names. A lot of guys here already have allegiances to the Kiwis and. A few Australians. A few Australians. No, actually, I think just a few Kiwis, but they could. Could, guys with Samoan heritage. Roger Tuivasa-Sheik, David Nofaluma, Stephen Crichton, Brian To'o, Jerome Luai, Josh Papali'i, uh, Junior Polo, Jaden Sua, Isaiah Papali'i, Tina Fasua Malawi. Like, that is... Big T. Just right there. That's some... Like, Junior Polo, Daniel Safidi, Nelson Asafo Solomona. Like, good luck. There's, there's some talent there. Like they're, Look, they're, that's a competitive NRL side. Yeah. <laughs> If that's not the best team in the World Cup, that's the team I'd least like to face. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what you consider a dark horse. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be very interesting to see what happens there. Mm. I think we press on. I think we we get we get going. Uh, Twenty <laughs> twenty five minutes. <laughs> in Did you want to talk about injuries at all? No, nah, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I was only going to say that I think that number is only up because they include um, HIAs in the injury list. Okay. Mm. So very quickly, the, da- the Daily, the, the Daily <laughs> Telegraph is reporting that injuries are up 120%, something like that. But yes, if In the if, last five years. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see breaking that down. Uh, do they include head knocks? Because we, we know head, head knocks are up significantly in the last five years because yep. uh, they are now re- capturing them. They're now reporting on them more. Yep. And they're including, if they're including that in the injury list, of course, it's going to be increasing. Reporting, that. under-reporting, it's... Uh, yeah. It's like COVID, they say it's underreported a lot of places. So. <laughs> yes. Let's let's get into <laughs> Magic Round. Round 10. Oh, Magic Round, yes. 
I'll grab the boys a beer. Sean, mm-hmm. can you introduce the first game? Por favor. Yes. So as you just said, magic magic round. So that means they're playing the entire round at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Uh, be interesting to see how that pitch looks like by the end of this. <laughs> uh, I think they space the games out just enough, but it's it's a it's what it's eight games of footy across three days. Still three days of footy. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts on Friday night. The first game being Wests versus Newcastle. Wests have only won two games this year versus Newcastle's four. Newcastle coming off the winner against. Uh, the lonely Canberra Raiders last week. Uh, Tigers have had a bit of a sloppy start. Um, they did, went down to Titans last week, 36-28. to 28. Uh, What are some of the stats there, dude? Yeah, well, Adam Dewey was really good in that loss there for the Tigers. Has uh, he been dropped or put into the back line? He put, got put in the centres. So Moses Mbai comes into six. A uh, bit of a head-scratcher there from yeah, Madge yes. McGuire. Uh, and... <laughs> The bloke that I shouted to be last week, Zach Sinney, yeah. uh, he had an absolute stinker. He had five errors. I think his fantasy point was minus one. And <laughs> he's back to New South Wales Cup. So there's a little on the esky curse for you. Um, <laughs> apologies <laughs> to the Cougar. I, I will say overall the curses last week were pretty good. We didn't actually hit that many of the curses. There we was we'd... one in the AFL. And yes. that was it? That yeah. was it? So we were, we were not a bad week for the on the esky curse. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Newcastle there, four and five. They're just... It kind of depends on how well Kalen Ponga plays for them. He was yeah, very he's, good. He's been up and down. He has his moments. Like. Yeah, well, very good in the second half against the Raiders. I tell you who's very consistent, Jaden Braley and Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. Who we got? Oh, actually, uh, if you wouldn't mind first, some odds, please, there, Monks, followed by our tips. And I shall be reading uh, Macca's tips in his absence tonight. Yep. Also known as the tipping god, according to himself. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, Knights are favourites, $1.50. Tigers are out at two dollars sixty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just grab a line as well. Line is five and a half. Mm. I, I think this will be close. I think I tipped it as a six point margin. I've gone Newcastle. Five and a half. Yeah, I've gone Newcastle here. Uh, neutral, yeah. neutral ground. They're just impressing me a touch more than than the West Tigers. I think their roster is more talented than West Tigers. That's where I'll go at the moment. Kalen Ponga decided, you know, yeah, at Suncorp. Famous home of Queensland. Mm. The Queensland, if he wants to stand up, it'd be a game to stand up for it. Mac has gone the Knights. Are you, are you uh, putting a curse on them? Yeah, I'm putting, putting a curse on them. Gone Knights as well. Are we? Yeah. So they're moving in. We've got Manly taking on Brisbane. Uh, Manly, the winners over the Warriors last week, 38 32, in a good game. Mm. Tommy Turbo, those Turbo Eagles oh are such a different God. team. <laughs> so, Dude, what about his game? 235 run meters. It was his 100th game of NRL, I believe, too. Ah, right. So in his debut, he scored two tries. In his 50th, he scored two tries. In his 100th, he scored two tries as well. And it wasn't just the two meat pies. He had four tries. He's a fullback. Like, fullback shouldn't be dishing out tries assists like that. (laughs) (laughs) Five line breaks, three line break assists, eight tackle busts. Like, 200 plus meters. Might be the game of the year so far out of of anyone in the NRL. He's so good when those hammies are... Uh, uh, they're worrying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not not um, nice and flexible. Let's put it that way. Something that's been kind of starting to get speculated about mm. is, is he even better than Teddy and could he get the one jersey for the New South Wales Blues? If he'd been healthy and played the last five years, I think you could probably say he's mm. the number one mm. fullback. Pappenhausen, mm. same thing. If he needs to stay healthy. But that's probably what helps Teddy is like he's super consistent. He's always there yep. unless he's getting knocked out, uh, which has kind of been a bit of a problem mm-hmm. of late mm-hmm. for him and not just him at the Roosters. But, um, 
you know, he, he of course has had that five years worth of uh, resume to look at where you can say, yeah, he's been the most dominant fullback. Um, whereas Turbo has missed multiple parts of multiple seasons over yes. the last five years. So and with a soft tissue problem. Yeah, and Papahazen, this is only his safe second full year. Still young. Yeah, still yeah, very and young. And of course missed some games already this year. For, for mine, I think Turbo's so proven on the wing and, and in the centres as he, well. He can help you out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's no doubt both of them getting picked for the Blues. It'll, it's, just, it's just where you put them. Just where, yep. Uh, mm. I think general consensus, Teddy won and Turbo on the wing or in the centres, but mm. unbelievable. He's single-handedly turned that club around who are 0-4 and in absolute dire straits and mm. find themselves here at a respectable 4-5. Yeah. They're 4-1 since he's been back. That's right. And they, and they only lost to... Penrith in a game that they were competitive in. So. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so completely turned the season around. Yeah. Uh, a, a team that season's not tracking too well. The Brisbane yeah. Broncos two and seven. Uh, they went yes. down by a point to the Cowboys. The, the big heartbreaker out of them. Mm. Pat Carrigan. He had been their standing captain. Captain yeah. rather yeah. in uh, re- replace of Alex Glenn, who's been injured. Does his ACL. Poor bloke. Uh, <laughs> this really hurts. Brisbane losing Carrigan. Yeah, Carrigan's a bit of – he's not a, a lifer at the club, of course. He's only, mm. only played, I don't say a handful of games, a couple of seasons. Yeah, but, uh, but, but he's very strong in those. But, yes, very yeah. very strong in those seasons, of course, mm. filling in that spot. Alex Glenn, um, who probably won't get in the squad next year. Mm. They're looking to move him on. But, yeah, uh, Flegler comes in for him, mm-hmm. uh, which is another good young player that's playing for Brisbane. But they're a team in all sorts, and I've picked Manly. The Turbo Eagles, Turbo Eagles at the moment are just so dominant. Indeed. I've gone uh, uh, Manly here, as has Joseph in his absence. i tell you what, though, young Tyson Gamble, he... Looked good. Yeah, he didn't look bad. the last couple of games. Yeah, like, he didn't look bad. He didn't look bad. Put a, put a bit of heart and spark back into the squad, which mm, is what they mm, needed. So, Wow. They've now, of course, replaced him. So <laughs> Reynolds will be the, the halfback next well, year. It's but not, not on this week. Not this yeah, week. Not this week so or this season. That, that's, so. all, that's what we're talking about. 8 p.m. Suncorp Stadium. Are you putting on another curse, Mark? And, <laughs> and some odds if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, it might be that way this week. So I have gone Manly. Uh, they are favourites at $1.37. Broncos are out at $3.10. Uh, the line is 8.5. Ooh, I wouldn't touch that line no, personally, but I, I like Manly there. Uh, Manly could put twenty on, like a twenty point no. lead on Brisbane. Easy, like easy done. But it is in Brisbane. It's at home. They're, it's the late game, of course, on Friday for them. So prime time, prime magic prime time. round. If there's any time to show up, yeah. yes, it's there. true. Moving through to Saturday, uh, the hapless Canterbury Bulldogs. They're mm-hmm. one and eight. Take on also. <laughs> The, the hapless from Canberra Raiders. Raiders yeah, three and six. They've lost five in a row. Uh, the Dogs lost 32 to 12 to the Dragons. Uh, they lost Corey Allen and Lachlan Lewis. They both missed this week. But I suppose the big story this week was Cole Flanagan. Uh, they hooked him uh, after 60 minutes against the Dragons. Big signing, of course, from the Roosters. Uh, he... He sort of broke down uh, in the in the presser on Tuesday. Well, they they did a presser with him, and he, he must have known because I think it was about two hours before they announced the mm. team lists. Mm. So yeah, he was pretty emotional about the pressures of that. You know, the top players put, put yeah. on, get put on them in the league. Yeah, and they asked him about his old man, and yeah, and who, who was there commentating actually, mm. uh, watching watching uh, the young fella go out there and, and try for the Canterbury Bulldogs. <sighs> Look, yeah. I reckon 
you put Nathan Cleary at the Canterbury Bulldogs this still year. Still stink. Yeah, you can only <laughs> you can only do so much. I think, and I really I really feel for Kyle here because he got dudded he got dudded by the Roosters last year. He was a, he was a second highest point scorer uh, in the whole league last year, and mm. you know led led them to a, a reasonable campaign. He goes to the Bulldogs this year with not much around him, and he's copping the stick. Um, look, they've been they've been woeful attacking the football. Like that's. That's fair. That's fair. But I feel for Kyle getting dropped here. Uh, I did want to uh, point out something that the Roosters effect, that the Roosters effect, that they make young. You look at Sammy Walker and the and the success he's having there this year. Uh, you, you look at a guy like Drew Hutchinson who who got hurt on the weekend. But mm. these these guys that might be young or inexperienced, and you put them in that system, mm. and and they go gangbusters. Yeah, they go nuts, and you. Take, but you look at a talent that's also around them. It helps. It's it's a factory of premier talent. That's what I'm saying. And you take them out of the factory, and you know you, you put them in into this kind of shit show that is the Canterbury Bulldogs at the moment. And yeah, the, the same happens for a lot of the Melbourne guys so that they. I don't want to say they're system players, but you know you put them out of the system, they some succeed, but mm. a, a lot of them struggle as well. Yeah. Mm. You know, a lot of their so big forwards that have moved on elsewhere besides um, Ta- not Talamalo. Tamo, um, did Jason play for them? No, he didn't. James Tamo. No, and why have I got James Tamo in my head? I don't know. But he played for Penrith. <laughs> he played for Penrith. Yeah, he played for Cowboys before then. And maybe there's a guy that played with him at the Cowboys. Who the game? I've crossed wires here. It's all right. <laughs> You'll have to look well, that one up. I've got no idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll skip that. But anyway, there's yeah, there's guys coming out of Melbourne. Same thing. The guys coming out of the Premier clubs. Mm. You know, the lower clubs want what you've got. They buy who they think are you know sending. Players, they hope that works out, mm. but sometimes you pay millions of dollars for a guy that just doesn't work out. That's right. True. So, Brandon Wakeham and Jack Averillo into the house this week for the Dogs. They uh, take on the Raiders. We've already spoken about their second half woes. Uh, Semi Valemi comes onto the wing for Jordan Rapana. Uh, yeah, Sean, for a leg, I think, leg injury. Sean, the resident Raiders fan. Surely, surely, if there's a game to have when you're five on the trot. It's the Canterbury Bulldogs. Well, looking at we talked about this a little bit off air. The round of NRL this week. Um, I don't want to say all the games kind of pick themselves, but there's a clear favourite in a lot of the games. Yes, uh, Canberra are a clear favourite in this game. But if all the games on this list, if one of those was going to be the upset, it's this st- one. Do you think you start looking at oh, where Canberra are? All the stories are coming out. Mm-hmm. The way they've played poorly in all the second halves. Mm-hmm. Are they right for the picking? Are the the doggies going to stand up in this one and? Uh, be able to knock Canberra off away from home mm. at a neutral ground at Suncorp on Saturday afternoon. I considered it for a very long time. Mm. I looked at it. I had it sitting there. Do I, which one do I tip? I stayed strong. I picked milk in this. I've gone with the Raiders. I just think the doggies suck too much. And mm. But I, I, just, you know, I had the whole thinking, you know, dropping Kyle Flanagan, the emotion. Yeah. The other boys are going to see that. That might G them up. They might be up for this game. The Raiders are struggling. They got Josh Hodgson back on the bench. How that all fits together and all that dynamic, and when he comes on, blah blah, blah etc. You just you start you, the the numbers, Mason. You just start thinking about all the numbers, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you just like, I, I've gone with the, the the simple answer here, but I'm worried. Like I could see Canterbury winning this game. I'm uh, I'm gonna try and ease ease your worries there. I've gone the Raiders too. Uh, the Raiders can't score second half points. The Can- Canterbury Bulldogs can't score points. Yeah. So true. So that's that's my true. thinking here. Get thirty uh, in the first half and then have the couple of beers at halftime and yeah. <laughs> still win thirty to ten. 
Yeah, 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 something like that. Uh, Mac has also gone the Canberra Raiders, Monks. Um, I did all right last week in the tipping. Um, Sean convinced me pre podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to go go wild this week, and I'm going Bulldogs. <laughs> Are you going to put a tenner on that? Can I have the odds, please? Yeah, give some odds <laughs> on this game. So Raiders are favourites, a dollar fifteen. Bulldogs are out at five fifty. That's uh, it. What's the line? The line's 15 and a half. I'm, I'm, I would actually jump on that line personally. Like the, the yeah. dogs, Stink. they're they're in all sorts. They're in all sorts. But you're talking. I about, don't expect them to win. But you're talking about a team that has been like in national headlines for for close to a month. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. Good on you. We'll, see, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. See what happens. Moving into the 5.30 Saturday game. Mm. The uh, Cronulla Sharks at 2-7 and seven take on South coming off an absolute belting last weekend yeah. at the yeah. hands of the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Mm. Another team to put up a big donut and get pumped. We should mention that actually. So no team that's ever conceded 50 points in a game has won the comp in that year. Mm-hmm. So bye-bye um, mm. Souths. Talk about Cronulla. Um, they got 48 to nothing against Yeah, they were equally as putrid. Um, what about Will Chambers talking shit to Penrith, <laughs> saying, you know, you got to win one of these, pointing at his finger. Obviously, he wasn't wearing the ring, but that's that's what he was alluding, yeah, alluding to. alluding to. Can you talk shit when you're getting beat 48-0? You won a grand final. You won a roundabout. Yeah, Maybe. It depends on when it is. If it's after forty-eight nil and it's the, how the full time siren's gone, maybe not then. Maybe if they're giving you shit, they're twenty up, and they're just they're like, hey, "What have what you boys done le- recently?" Oh, you choked in the grand final. Uh, no, <laughs> they're the best team yeah. in the NRL over the last eighteen months. So. Yeah, and they choked in the grand final. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> so you know you've, you've got some bragging rights there. Uh, Do maybe you know? n- maybe not no. when you've been. You can't in- run your mouth when you're getting beat like that. Well, maybe not when you've been in Japan for a couple of months and then you've come back to join the Sharkies who've won two games this year. Yeah, uh, and doing absolutely fucking peanuts <laughs> for Pepsi's fantasy team. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it probably is a little bit rich. Mm. Um, Andrew Feeder has been na- named on an extended bench. He finally might- getting a run. Yeah, wow. been probably the highest paid reserves grade reserves grade player mm. this well, year. Him and Matt Lodge, I think, are the two. And ne- neither have been. Oh, well, Lodge has played a fair bit for the Broncos. Yeah, for feed hasn't had a, had a game. Yeah. Well, true, 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 true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lodge is out of the squad at the moment. But, yeah, they both of those were the ones we were talking about last week. Maybe looked at the Roosters for some extra firepower. Mm-hmm. Nothing, of course, happened in that regards in the week ensuing. Indeed. Mm. So, yeah, maybe Sharky's like, oh, well, we're paying him. We might as well play him. Big loss for the Sharkies. Jesse Ramian, he has been... One of their best. Uh, he fractured his eye socket. It's always a nasty, wow. bloody injury. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to miss four to six weeks there. Uh, yeah, we we un- we actually watched uh, live South get absolutely dismantled by the Storm last week. Of course, they were missing yep. Latrell, Adam Reynolds, Cam Murray, Campbell Graham, to name a few. Um, yeah. So Reynolds Reynolds should be back this week. Uh, Possibly. Can, can we get some teams up there? Um, I think Latrell... Uh, yep. Reynolds is back. And Latrell still has a game on his suspension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so taking that into account, uh, Cody Walker has been re-signed. Yeah, it was interesting. They were going to do a presso for this, and then mm. I think Cody got a bit cold feet and didn't want to do it because he was mm. worried that he, you know, they're re-signing me and I'm going to snub Adam Reynolds, who's my 
is my boys. Yeah, my good guy. mates. They've played They're together mates. for yeah. a long time. I think maybe it's probably not an issue now. Adam's coming out and go told all the boys. It's like, yeah, mm. I'm going to Brisbane. So mm. uh, Souths aren't doing me good, so I'm going to get a good deal and go up there and uh, see out my career at Brisbane. What about this weekend? What are your, what are your thoughts? South, oh, South by South? a lot. South by a lot? Yeah, they're going to bounce back. Wayne will be stuck in them after getting pumped by 50. They're, they're top four or five side at the moment, so oh, they, yeah. they need to be doing better than getting pumped 50 they, by Storm. Oh, well, they've been great. They're, they're only two losses have been to the Storm, and you remember back in round one, uh, the Storm got off that fast start, and South come back very hard in the second half there. Yeah. I'll, I've also tipped South, uh, as has Macca, uh, but, uh, yeah, they got smoked last weekend, so I'm not... I'm not super duper confident about a high scoring South affair and Cronulla got smoked. So I, I, I yeah, well it's ninety eight. It's ninety eight to nil. <laughs> yeah, these two true. teams against their teams yeah. last weekend. So so there might be some points in this. They might let some points flow as they kind of uh, release some of that frustration from not getting any points last week. <laughs> Sexual frustration. <laughs> uh, I it, of course, pick it South though. Max. Yep, Souths as well. Uh, so Souths are favourites a dollar thirty one. Cronulla Sharks are out at three dollars fifty. The line is ten and a half, mm-hmm. and total match points is forty three and a half. I, I like the overs there. I think yeah, both, both these teams can score. Uh, it's just where the Sharkies throw up another donut. That's well, they can't defend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like well, as we as we saw last. Yeah, week. so you, it's either can they score a couple of those points, or just our mm-hmm. to score forty three on their own. You'd hope they'd nah, be able to score. No, some I don't points. think. Yeah, I I like the overs on this. Anyways. Mm-hmm. We, we must move forward. The Sydney Roosters take on the North Queensland mm-hmm. Cowboys in the late game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Chooks, 13-point losers against the Eels. Nat Butcher, he made 70 tackles in this game. 70 tackles. Light uh, the, NRL rec- <laughs> the NRL record is 78, if you don't mind, from Michael Luck in 2009. Ben Marshke also made 69 tackles last week. Uh, as suppose that speaks volumes to the amount that the Roosters had to defend <laughs> yes. against Para. Uh, mm. Matty Ikevalu, uh, hat-trick in a losing side. Pretty interesting there. Lockie Lamb comes in to replace Drew Hutchison. Uh, in terms of the Cowboys, they're 4-5. and five. Their season's back on track after a very mediocre start. Mm-hmm. Jason Tamalolo was uh, back to form with 230 uh, run metres. And you guys see that try from Cole Felt? Yeah, well... <laughs> Just the arm just sneaks out the back and, and then he <laughs> puts it puts it down. He's dead set getting tackled by four blokes, <laughs> yeah. by four blokes, and then just somehow the ball just yeah. comes out and yeah, he, he just he knew where the try line was and oh, was like, "Oh, yeah. this arm's free. I'm just going to throw this out over here." And then, uh, well, maybe a more good awareness. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it's just, it just crazy. It might have been the NRL. Or Fox League or someone posted the uh, Michael Jordan from Space Jam when his when his arm just keeps going and going and going and going, and going to get the yeah, get the dunk that, stretching it out there. That was mad. Um, surely the Cowboys can't get the job done here. No, the, the Chooks are beat up though, so that's yeah, uh, they, they, But they've been beat up all year. Yeah. Let's be honest. They get more beat up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so um, they're kind of struggling up, up in Queensland as well. Yeah. Whether I don't think the young fellow Joseph is going to get a run yet. They kind of Sawali that is Sawali. Yeah, they're kind mm-hmm. of holding off on him. Uh, maybe he gets a run in this. They might have to force to play him. I think at this moment they're kind of trying to hold off on that. Is but I think the Roosters still just too good for Cowboys at this point. I pick the Roosters. Yeah, I tend to agree. I've gone the Roosters here, and I believe yep. I've gone the Roosters as well. And Mac has gone the Roosters too. Mm-hmm. Odds, Odds, if you wouldn't mind. 
Yep, so they are favourites, $1.25. Uh, Cowboys are out at $4. Um, line is 12 and a half. Oh, that's a big line. Mm. It's probably closer than that, I think, this one. Oh, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like this one could be close. Yes, yes. Moving into the Sunday games, uh, the New Zealand Warriors, mm-hmm. four and five, take on the Parramatta Eels, eight and one. Uh, the Warriors lost to the Tommy Turbo Show essentially last mm. weekend. They were strong in that game, though. They put on yeah. 32 points. Indeed, indeed. I think led for most of this game as well. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely parts of it. Um, and Para, they, I was saying to them, I was saying to you boys last week, they've only beaten, uh, sorry, they'd only lost to the Dragons, mm-hmm. but. Hadn't the, beaten any quality. They sides. hadn't beaten any any quality sides, uh, other than other than the Melbourne Storm in one in one game. Yep. As it was going to be a big test, a big test if you would, and they looked they mm. looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. The big story, I guess, out of Para was uh, this this COVID uh, rule. So essentially, they were told. Uh, that anyone that had played in the New South Wales Cup last week can't train with the team. Yeah, can't join their bubble. But they're allowed to play this weekend. So, yeah, go go yeah. work that out. Well, And Jacob Arthur, who's going to debut, mm-hmm. is the son of Brad Arthur. Yep. And he lives in the same house mm-hmm. as Brad Arthur. Yep. So, again, COVID rules, try and yeah. work them out. But the other thing were interesting was him was his whole contract because he's on a development contract. Yeah, so they had so- to... They had so to bump him into the top 30 contract yeah, this weekend. To, to, and they had to na- try and find 30 blokes so they could get enough guys to fill a full 20-man well, yeah. squad. Well, that's what they were saying to the league. Like, yeah, you can enforce these uh, rules or we can't field a team. Yeah. Because, well, you know, D- Dylan yeah, Brown was out for the three weeks. Yeah, Gore mm. got the suspension. Two weeks, yeah. yeah, they must have had an injury or two here or there. Um yeah, it's it's very dis- disrupted their their preparation going into this one. Yes, yeah. So looking at the Warriors, they're four and, four and five. Mm. So you know they're due to to maintain their five hundred, <laughs> their, their average. Yeah, we, we do talk <laughs> about the Warriors. Like, they lost to Manly. Like this could be the game where they again they stand up and they surprise Parramatta coming mm. off these things. I've picked Parramatta because they are the heavy favourites. I've I think it makes sense, but it would not surprise me if Warriors win this game somehow because Warriors. Um, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I've gone para here, but who knows with the with the Warriors? They they really did push meaning last weekend. Yeah, yep. I've gone para as well. Odds, if you wouldn't mind. Yep. Oh, I didn't did Mac? Yeah, Mac is a para. Well. Mac has gone para as well. Yep. Sorry, yeah, odds in that one. All right, yeah. So odds are. Fa- our power, our favourites at a dollar thirty-seven. Uh, the Warriors are out at three dollars ten. Line seven and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, closest. They're expecting a closest game. Yes, yes. The final note in that one yeah. uh, was Nathan Brown has actually resigned with Parramatta as well, so he'll be there for a couple more years. So then on to the one of the better games I'd say in this round, yeah. um, when we get to watch Dragons <laughs> get pumped by Melbourne. Whoa. <laughs> So the seven and two Melbourne Storm take on the St George Illawarra Dragons five and four Sunday uh, at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Three mm-hmm. Sunday games this week in Magic Round. Yep. Storm obviously coming off that thrashing of, of uh, South Sydney. Mm-hmm. Josh Adokar, we watched it unfold live last week. He scored six tries, the first time it's happened in seventy one <laughs> years on the Esky history. Yes, happened a few times now. Oh, uh, absolute greatness. It does. I yeah. want to look up the last guy, Jack Troy. Shout out Jack Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're st- if you're still kicking around, <laughs> uh, good job, bro. Did it for Newtown back in 1950. 
what about Cam Munster? His goal kicking five for ten, I think it was. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty ordinary, but he can take the piss out of himself. He posted yeah. it on his Instagram. That one that he got before half time. All the boys come <laughs> jump behind him and shit. It was from oh, the sideline and it coming off that right up oh. upright. He seemed seems like a lad that you'd definitely like to have a beer with, Cam Munster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's but, talk about the storm. Yes. Run, run through where where they're at with some of their injuries. So the cheese is out. He, mm-hmm. Brandon Smith, that is. He uh, took an early play for a shoulder charge. Cam Munster sprained his foot mm-hmm. two, two weeks. weeks. Harry Grant hamstring at training two weeks. That's three massive outs. Mm. Uh, Riley Jackson comes into the six. Kenny Bromwich is going to play nine, so not a recognised hooker. Yeah, big boy playing nine. Dragons coming off a 32-12 win against the Canterbury Bulldogs, ending their three-game losing streak. Uh, they are rank outsiders this week. But if there's any week, any week to play the Melbourne Storm, it's this It's this week. Yep. Pa- Pappenhausen's not back, obviously. We just mentioned uh, all he's that. He's in t- reserves. All that talent. Uh, so they've named him on an extension, extended bench. Yeah, I think yeah. he's working his way back in. I don't think he'll play so this week. So he probably won't play, but yeah. Oh, he's you never, a, know. You never a, know. You never know. He's never around. Know. Do you know what, for, for me, for Melbourne, for those two blokes mm. with two weeks out, that screams to me that Craig's resting these guys, um, knowing that they're coming into an origin period. Do you reckon? Yeah, if this was coming in the finals, I don't think either of these blokes, um, for, a, for a foot sprain for two weeks, they'd take the shit out of it, send him out there. Mm. Um, Hammy, or maybe, they'd, uh, I could see them rubbing the shit and getting more flexible, getting nice and warm and send Harry Green out there. There's more Dr. Gould on there. Yeah. yeah, I like <laughs> if, if it was an important <laughs> game, it would not surprise me if both of these blokes played. Of course not. But knowing that yeah. in, what well, I think in three weeks, so these guys probably won't play until um, Queensland gets the origin. Cause, At least until the team's picked, yeah. Yeah, because there's you know, another two weeks. So, so leading into that, you know, maybe they have one kind of game before going to that. Knowing that they're probably going to have to play a lot of football over the next two months. Mm. Maybe Craig's just like, well, we're up 7-2 at the moment. We probably don't need to push Parra and Penrith any further. They Let them finish one and two. We finish three. Happy with that. What does that say to the team, mm. though, if that's the case? Well, he, Craig's, about, Craig's about, not... About this game. Craig's not... Wouldn't come out and say it exactly how I've said it. He's mm. going to say, oh, the boys are hurt. We mm. need to step up in their absence. Oh, much much smarter than we are. Yeah, exactly. But it wouldn't mm. surprise me if he's just like, well, you got a little bit of niggles. Let's get them right, knowing that they're both going to have to play Origin. Mm. Um, and then we can get them right for the back half of the season. We don't want to burn them out now. Right. Yeah. Um, so we can get some free rest time out of them mm-hmm. and not lose too much of it. Coming up against the Dragons is a good out for them too because – uh, you know, dragons, yes, could upset them, or the other side is, is the dragons. So it depends on which one shows up. Mm. Uh, they could suck this week and then they put 30 on the dragons. So, And that's the way you've tipped, I imagine, Melbourne? I have gone Melbourne. I tipped Melbourne f- completely forgetting that Munster and Harry Grant were out, uh, but I still think they're going to be too good. Joseph has tipped his Melbourne Storm. I've tipped yep. the Dragons. <laughs> uh, not like, look, Melbourne's Melbourne. There's no reason why the Dragons should beat Melbourne. But if, like I said, if there's any week that you want to play them, it's, it's when they're this undermanned. Uh, it would not surprise me if um, Jerome Hughes comes out of this and ends up being man of the match. Mm. Let's go. Uh, one try, multiple kick meters, and four try assists. Four, yeah, and he's like man of the match. He absolutely dominates. Big prediction there, yeah, Max. Yeah. If you got the odds and your tip, if you wouldn't mind. Well, who'd you say playing six? And it's not Cooper, is it? No. Riley Jacks. Riley, Riley Jacks got to play a six. Um, I've already backed the dog, so I can't back the dragons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've already picked your upset. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Melbourne's heavy favourites, dollar fifteen. St George are out to five fifty. That might be a sneaky tenner for you. Can I get a line there? 
Yeah, line 16 and a half. Underman, underman Melbourne. I look, Unders. maybe maybe I'm looking at this with red and white glasses, but I'd I'd take 16 and a half there. Oh, maybe. Time will tell. Mm. We'll see. Is that, the, is that the last game or the second last game? Last this is the last game. game. Gold Coast Titans, they're four and five, coming up the red against the red hot Penrith Panthers, nine and oh. Gold Coast coming off the wind against the West Tigers, but they've lost their star recruit, David Fafita, for two weeks. Yeah. Careless uh, high contact on Adam Dewey. Mm-hmm. Penrith coming off that demolition of uh, the Cronulla Sharks, 48 nil. Mm-hmm. Nathan Cleary, he is that good. Like, Hands down, the best seven getting around at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, his no-look pass to Jerome Luai to set up Burton last week was al dente, let's say it. Like, <laughs> let's resistance. say it that way. Uh, Charlie Staines had a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't imagine mm-hmm. anyone is tipping the Panthers no, to, and I to was end a, their run. I was just trying to rack my head. Is there any other Australian football team at the moment that's undefeated? Are the D still undefeated? Melbourne Demons. So, yeah, they're the last two. So, still undefeated. Ken Penrith going undefeated season like they, I don't oh. think I think through the Origin period probably not because they might get um, cleaned out like they'll well, clean house well, with all their Origin guys. Well, this is interesting because Cleary definitely plays Origin. Yep. Then uh, there's there's a lot of debate around Isaiah Yo and mm-hmm. Brian To'o. Mm-hmm. so they're maybes. Maybes. Kurt Capewell mm-hmm. probably plays. Well, he's not playing in this. This game, so he didn't travel with Penrith for whatever reason. I don't. I'd, you have to, Max, maybe look that up. But I don't believe uh, Kate Wells playing in this one. Yeah, he's out. Right. Just have a look at but that. If if he's fit, let's say he plays for Queensland, I think they they want to put him in the squad after his heroics last year. And he, then and then there's a shout that Jerome Luai also. Yeah, so Coruscant maybe, but oh, I think they prefer Coruscant. Cook over Coruscant's coming off one game. I don't think that's no. a conversation that needs to be had. Uh, so that's five guys, but there, there's literally only the only guaranteed hundred percent guy that's playing is Nathan Cleary. Cleary. Yeah, so it could be that the inform shit hot team in the whole <laughs> league one one bloke. Yeah, play, seriously, it could happen that only one of them plays Origin. Mm. Yeah, and then they end up dominating that Origin period. So yeah, yeah. they they could be looking at a very you know they had a record season to end last year. Mm. Wouldn't mm. surprise me if they do one better this year. Capo. Uh, yeah, he's missing out because he failed his HIA. Uh, there yeah, unfortunate. So I think we all went Penrith. Odds. Penrith. Yeah. Odds. Um, Penrith by a lot. Yeah, you can't get much shorter than this. So their favourites are dollar seven. Gold Coast are out at nine dollars. Yeah, I don't think Gold Line? Coast. <laughs> Line's twenty and a half. Um, total match points is forty two and a half. So. Panthers scoring most of those points. <laughs> yeah, they probably will. <laughs> That's what they well. think. At the end of the, it's a game of rugby league at nine dollars, but yeah, I, I can't see the Panthers losing this one. Oh. That'll wrap up our NRL chat for the week. Yes, let's roll into mm-hmm. some AFL and the AFL news. Mm. Uh, I guess we should probably start off with the the whole um, Port. Well, it's more Koshy and Eddie getting stuck into each other, but Port changing into their prison bars jerseys for their team song after being told by the AFL they're not allowed to play in the jerseys. Uh, Koshy and Eddie, of course, have been exchanging words back and forth. Um, I think Eddie was getting stuck into Koshy's nose. He'd probably get stuck into you about your nose if, if that's <laughs> the case that's as well. That's why I've got to stick up for Koshy. <laughs> yeah. and, and I wish Macca, our, our bald-headed friend, was here because between the big nose and the bald head, we'd, we'd, we'd be a team Koshy. Eddie, 
He's not the fucking president <laughs> anymore. Like, why is this his battle? This yeah. just seems like two egos going at it. And yeah. whilst I just said I'm defending Koshi, <laughs> he's a flog. I, I do think they're both flog. I yeah, do yeah. think they're both massive flogs. Yeah. Uh, a guy that I don't think is a flog is is Port Adelaide coach Ken Hinckley. He, mm-hmm. He's just saying, look, it's a it's a you know a, a show of respect to our heritage. Yeah. Mm. Port Adelaide was established in 1870. That's so old. Yep. Uh, this story's not going away. I think these two fucking fossils are going to keep going at it. Well, I think the AFL is going to come out and say something and just make a decision on it's like, hey, we're going to do penalise you for whatever reason, or we're going to who the fuck cares and we'll just move on. But um, what can they do in your own dressing room? Well, it's it's kind of what I talked about um, to you boys because off, it's televised. Yeah, because of the whole IP and Collingwood being pissed off that you're showing an IP. Live on TV, like we've been climbing closed doors and knowing you about about the players, and you know, it was that kind of thing. To, well, is, is, but is, it's, is Eddie Maguire going to take offence to every single football club that's wearing black no. and white prison bars? Yeah, but, that, but that's Australia? but it's a direct competition, so that's that's the problem. Like they won't go after the younger, you know, mum and dad clubs because uh, it's just mean. Unless mm. you're Nintendo, like <laughs> <laughs> they do that, they do it a lot because it's hey, yeah. it's their IP. They're happy, they'll happily fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, they happily get stuck in <laughs> for using their IP. Mm. Um, so you know there is legally there's probably some grounds. I think AFL actually we worked this out owns the license. Yeah, so AFL to the jerseys. The the design patent for the jerseys, so not the Collingwood Football Club. So Eddie's got no leg to stand on here. No, no. So it's uh, whether the argument would could be if the Collingwood Football Club pays a license fee to the AFL to, which to is not out of the realm of possibility. I'm sure they don't. Well, I can't well, imagine. Maybe. Well, I don't mm. know how they'd. Or they'll. Or there'd be an agreement with AFL and Collingwood <laughs> that they'd be the only ones that use it. Mm. So you know, Port would be in a breach of that agreement. Um, which may, puts AFL in hot water. So essentially it's AFL's mess to clean up. The AFL yeah. told them don't wear it mm. and they did. So yeah. it's, it's whatever the AFL wants to do, um, you know, th- they were trying to do the big middle finger to Eddie, honestly. That's yeah. what it was. Get stuck in the pies. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but the <laughs> AFL's like, well, it's now our mess and we got to figure out what we're going to do. Mm. Um, so they'll either hopefully leave it for a couple of weeks and it'll disappear. But if Eddie and Koshy keep talking about oh, it in the media, then they'll yeah. have to do something yeah. like – Anyway, it's much to do about nothing. You ever <laughs> see that episode of Family Guy where uh, Peter Griffin stood next to that uh, big red, so, red big red button and it says, do not press? Yep. you got to press that button. <laughs> yeah. you, you got to press it. Oh, Koshy pressed it with his nose. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's bald. <laughs> Moving uh, forward, uh, Shay Bolton and Dan Rioli, uh, they were involved in a little nightclub dust-up. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Rioli needs some stitches. He'll be right for the weekend. However... Shay Bolton. We on, after on Jesky curse after Gene him up. <laughs> yeah, but it probably was leading their best and fairest, yeah. but probably been their best player this year. The Tigers. He's got to miss up to three weeks. He had uh, surgery, I believe. Like yeah, his fractured, fractured his wrist. wrist. Uh, lesson learned: like if you don't know how to throw punches, don't throw punches because you will break hands yeah. and wrists very, very easily. No, but what what if he broke that? Like, how's the other guy? You know, what about what about their face on? The- it's possible, but if you're uh, this is why when you see NBA players have fights, they th- run in throwing kicks because they know how useful their hands are. <laughs> that was one fight. That was one fight. <laughs> Anyways, the, I think the the big thing over this, uh, the the story goes that there was some inappropriate oh, behaviour directed at gar- Dan, Dan Rioli's missus. I guarantee and, some blokes mm. pinch her on the arse and he's taking yeah, exceptions and, to and, it. And, and Shay Bolton's and he should, to help, like, out, help yeah. out his mate. And Dimmer, you know what I love about this whole story? Yeah. 
Demer come, he, he spoke on 360 and he goes, we don't condone violence. But if anyone's been put in that situation, you're going to stick up for your partner. You're going to stick up for yeah, your mate. It's not just going to yeah. cop that on the chin. And I think that's a testament to Richmond's culture. Like that mm. they look after Definitely. each other. Yeah. You know, that all right, that's your story. We'll stick by that. I'm going to I'm going to stand by you. I've got trust in you as a player. And and they back their boys and I think that that speaks volumes of that club. Mm. Mm. Because I, I can't remember. It was one of the ladies' birthdays is the reason they were out for, mm. for the nightclub. Okay, it's Saturday but night. Who, but who cares? There wasn't just the two Saturday of them. There was, other, there was other Richmond players yeah. there. Yeah. Um, mm. there. There'll be footage of the nightclub. They'll be able to review that and make a decision what happened. Mm. But, you know, it's, it sounds like from this other individual, some, um, like, you know, gross acts you know, being a bit handsy as well, I, I'm assuming. Yep. It would not surprise me. Um, they said inappropriate behaviour. That's very inappropriate. There might have been some words. Uh, there might have been some words, but yeah. Either way, I love that Dimmer's just gone out and said, "Look, we don't, we don't condone it, but if if someone's having you know, so actually, having a crack, you, you you can go in and back up your mate." So how's this different than from uh, your boys, the Dragon Co- Boys? Corey, not, yeah, get, getting getting picked on for racism. That's it. And then they're defending themselves, and then they could miss a week uh, forty. Yeah, well, it was. Both um, these bikes ended up hurt, so they've got to miss weeks. <laughs> well, Rioli will probably play this yeah, weekend. Probably play with some stitches, but yeah. Corey Norman copped one week. Mm-hmm. One week. Um, yeah, it 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 does. It's kind of similar. It's probably context. Yeah, it's all context related. Who yeah. knows? It's all he said, she said, they yeah. said, kind of, kind of uh, rhetoric. But uh, yeah, the thing that that stood out for me was was Dimmer's reaction. Yeah, yeah. We're Willie Rioli. Uh, he's in hot water again. He had 25 grams of weed uh, fl- on a flight st- uh, from the Darwin from Darwin to the Tiwi Islands. He was sacked by the Eagles in 2019 for uh, swapping for swapping his piss for a bit of weed. Look, it's it's legal in a lot of places, but but dumb, I suppose. F- from him, yeah. um, you just kind of hope that uh, you know. Yeah. And and look. AFL clubs, and they're looking at people. They want to. If you want to try and get back, I think he's twenty four years old into an AFL yeah. system. Yeah. Then there's all these red flags. There's all these red flags. I think they'll look at this and go like, you know, it's 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 weird. They'll understand that. Hey, it's not super legal in this country, but you know the the um, uh, stigmatism and uh, the yeah. the understanding of it, what what you get from the other cultures and especially US culture and US sports. Yes, that it's nowhere near as big as the deals it used to be. No, um, so you know, they it hasn't adjusted here enough, uh, where, or whether it does, mm. uh, wouldn't surprise me if we don't follow we follow suit and the not too many distant years, mm. um, being a bit of a progressive country. That yeah, he I think you'll get a second chance and just, you know they'll sort those out. Like it's it wasn't enough to supply. It was it was. You know, a, a small amount for him for personal mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest issue was he was t- he taped it up and had it in his shorts trying to smuggle it on a plane, uh, which not a great idea. No, nah. oh, I think <laughs> no. he was going back to the Tiwi Islands, and I uh, can't imagine they got too too many uh, no, red for plants back there. But yeah, I don't know. You, you you want him you want him to get back to where he could be, but yeah, a bit of a sad story there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a really good story. Yeah. Driven by the on the esky. Well, the president, the, the president of the <laughs> AFL is listening to on the esky. Gillen mm. McLaughlin, he's 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 our new listener. Shout out, Gillen. Thanks <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We had a big old whinge last week about team team lists uh, not getting announced on Thursday nights. Well, guess what? From next round, they are going to be 
So Gillen's been listening. He goes, I, I care about your fantasy teams. I care about <laughs> if you want to do a podcast on a Thursday night. You need to see the ins and outs. Stop speculating. Bring it back That's to how it. it was. Thursday nights is coming back. How good. Yeah. How good. Yeah. So I win there for on the beer this week as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a good yeah, shout yeah. out. No, good that, call, James. No, Aaron, you have that one beer that's going to get you to sign with the Packers. And Gillen, <laughs> I'll, I'll sort something out next week. All right. Friday night. Let's S- run into the preview. St Kilda, Geelong. Uh, the Saints are four and four. The Cats are five and three. Uh, the, the Saints, they had a really uh, magnificent fourth mm. quarter comeback against the Suns last week. Nine point winners. Uh, the duo of Paddy Ryder is uh, only a few games back in row and Marshall. They dominated in the ruck. Jack Billings, Jack Steele, Zach Jones, very good through the middle for the Saints. Um, and then the Catters, we They demolished the Tigers. This was our only on the Esky Curse last week. Sorry to any Richmond fans out so there. in Geelong last week. No, yeah. Oh, Monkey was the only one that picked him. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So shout out Mr. Monkey for picking Geelong and out of these runs. No, they what no, it was uh, the Sun Saints game. The, yes. So the Saints who won last week against the Suns mm-hmm. well tipped the Suns. Yes. That was yes. that was, yeah, the that curse. was the curse. my apologies. <laughs> my apologies. Um, last week the Cats against against the Tigers. The top eight ball winners were all Geelong Cats. Cam Guthrie was spoken about him. It, Topped him with 36 disposals. His brother did well coming back as well, playing for them. Indeed. Zach. Indeed, Zach Guthrie. Mm. But the tools for Geelong, mm-hmm. 15 goals for their tall forwards. Jeremy Cameron had six, his breakout game as a cat. Yeah. Gary Rowan, five. And Tom Hawkins kicked four. He could have kicked more because he was dishing them off. Mm. I think the, Gary stole a few from him in, late in as well. In the forward 50. <laughs> well, we were worried a few weeks ago about Geelong. We thought, oh, they're pretenders. They're not the real deal. And then they went out and demolished West Coast. And, yeah, then, uh, and without danger as well. So. And now they've demolished the, def- the defending premiers in Richmond. Mm-hmm. They're Starting f- to heat up. They're five and three, but geez, they're looking very good. Uh, amongst some odds, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. St. Yeah. Kilda, on the other hand, you know, a bit, I don't want to say they're New Zealand Warriors of AFL, but they're a bit up and down. Right? They, <laughs> they they get real hot and surprise a couple of teams. Very hard to predict. Yeah, very hard to pick them. Mm. Uh, but I think Geelong are going to be too good. I've backed Geelong in this one. Yeah, I've gone the Cats, and as has uh, Joseph. Yeah, I've gone Cats as well. So hopefully we don't put the curse on them this week. <laughs> Um, they are favourites, $1.38. St Kilda out at $3.06. The line here is 16 and a half. I'm taking that. Yeah, per- yeah personally. Yeah, from what mm. I've seen Geelong's in recent, Geelong. recent yeah. weeks. Uh, moving through to Saturday. Sean, mm-hmm. do you want to introduce that? If Would you like yeah. a beer? Any yes, please. Yep. Uh, so we've got Swans taking on Collingwood. Uh, I think I was one of the few that picked the – Norths to upset uh, Collingwood, but Collingwood did the job. They ended up winning that game by 18 points, so it was a bit of a close, <laughs> closer game. Uh, but um, Dugowie was back. I think he, he booted six, didn't he? Yeah, so he had a good game. Uh, Darcy Moore got 19 marks as well uh, in the back. The Swans, on the other hand, they had a valiant loss to the Ds. Uh, Ds still undefeated, uh, nine-point loss to them. Uh, Aaron Gouland and... Tom Papley had a big collision in the first contest. Um, are either of those blokes playing in this one, Peppy? Yeah, so they're both in the list, so they should be, should be fine. Uh, Sydney have had four games this year decided by less than 10 points. They're one of those young, upstarty kind of teams at the moment. Uh, having s- said that, I think uh, Collingwood are still poo-poo, uh, mm. so I've gone Sydney. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've gone the Swans here. Um, really surprising that they're, they're at five and three. Everyone was kind of riding them off, and they've had a few close losses. And geez, if they're pushing the eight and no D's, then surely they take care of Collingwood this weekend. Mm. I would think. Uh, mm. Mac has also gone the Swans. Yeah, unlike the Crows who started off red hot and f- f- faded since then, mm. uh, Sydney started red hot. I've had a bit of up and down as guys come in, in and out of the squad. Think Buddy's still out for them. Yeah, yeah, um, will be for the foreseeable future. But they've still got a young core and they've got some real good talent there. They've got some good finds. Um, I think was it Tom, is Tom Hickey's playing? For the, no, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. He, and we talked about him playing uh, mm. last week. Uh, you know, another great get for them. Max, odds. Um, yeah, sorry, I've gone on Sydney. Uh, they are favourites at dollar thirty. Collingwood's out at three dollars fifty-seven. The line is twenty-one and a half. Mm. Man, Collingwood stink. <laughs> <laughs> With that list, yeah, yeah, exactly. With that list, they should be better. Moving forward uh, to the, the poo game, yeah, the bottom of the cellar doors at the, the to- moment. Toilet bowlers, Hawthorne yeah. two and six versus North Melbourne zero oh and eight down there at University of Tasmania Stadium. Uh, the Hawks are thirty eight point uh, losers to West Coast last week. Uh, Hawthorne's two wins this year. They beat Essendon by a point and Adelaide by three points. So they have not dominated any side this year. Okay. Tom Mitchell, former Brownlow winner, 41 uh, posies in a losing side. Shout out to him. Uh, North still trying to get off a donut after their three-goal loss to the Pies. Massive blow for them. Jaden Stevenson, uh, big recruit from Collingwood. He's going to miss a month with a fractured wrist. And uh, Aaron Hall, he is absolutely having a resurgence of his career. He had 37 last week. Is anyone brave enough to tip the ruse to get off the donut this week? I did last week, and I definitely considered it because I'm, I'm looking at their <laughs> schedule, trying to work out where where does it come? Where does it happen? Yeah, is is there a game that they can win? And then you know, I just hear this deep Macca voice in my head going, "They're going to go. Um, they're not going to win a game the entire season." And I was like, "Yeah, I can see it. I've picked Hawthorne in this. <laughs> I can see North's not winning a game at all this year um, at this rate." I've gone North Melbourne here. Ooh, okay, there you go. I, I think they they weren't embarrassed by the Demons two weeks ago. They they competitive against Pies. They, they were okay against Collingwood last week. Um, I think I still think they rank outsiders in this one. But Hawthorne have done not much to impress me this week. I yeah. think this is where they get off the donut. I've gone North Melbourne. I definitely considered it, but I just. I'm being a bit safe with my picks. Macca disagrees. He's gone the Hawks. Monks, odds and tip if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I've gone Hawks as well. Uh, they are favourites at $1.38. Mm. Melbourne's out at, sorry, North is out at three oh six. The line is 17 and a half. So. Probably a bit closer yeah. than that. Could be unders. What's the total match points in that if you wouldn't mind? Total match points. Uh, 162 and a half. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 280s. Mm. Anyway. I, I wouldn't be betting on this game. We digress, yeah. Unless, unless you... Unless you little alone watching it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> right. if you're watching it, probably bet on the game, so it's more enjoyable. <laughs> North 40 plus. <laughs> uh, Gold Coast, Brisbane Lions, mm-hmm. Battle of the Queensland teams, three and five for the Suns, five and three for the Lions, 4.30 Saturday afternoon at Metricon Stadium. Uh, the Suns, they just uh, ran out of steam last week against the Saints. Uh, they 
They need mm. a fucking ruckman. We've spoken about it before. So they had Caleb Graham and Chris Burgess uh, chopping in and chopping uh, out uh, last week against the Saints, uh, who had Paddy Ryder and Rowan Marshall. Those blokes are shorter than one person sitting here. They've got more. <laughs> they've got more AFL talent, but you. you you need some hot. You need someone that can get there and 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 lift the knee. You you would think. Um, yeah. the, uh, you know what was the best thing out of that Suns Saints game? The f- there was a melee at halftime, <laughs> and, and and Dan Butler, who's played a lot for the St Kilda Saints, he ran at Sand Lemons and got absolutely dropped. Uh, it was it was quite enjoyable to watch. Not condoning uh, off, <laughs> off, off off the ball antics uh, by any means, but. Quite enjoyable to watch. That is for sure. Having the old rock bottom. Uh, and the Brisbane Lions, they, they've turned their season around. They were one and three. They've won four in a row. Mm-hmm. 24-point uh, winners against Fremantle last week. Uh, Sean, any word on your cousin there, Jared Berry? He's been struggling with that groin. Nothing on Jared at the moment. I, th- I think he's training again. It sounds like he might actually have to play a VFL game first to come back in the squad. Right, right. Because um, they're a bit tidy in the midfield at the moment uh, with the guys they've got in there. So I think more match fitness. Get some Matt Fishers back in the legs yep. before we run you back out there. Uh, of course, with groin injury, they probably maybe want to test him as well to see that it holds up for a full game. Yeah. Um, and working back into the squad. So... I was I was going to say if the, if the Suns need some Italian uh, pasta looking bloke uh, who's a bit gangly, if they need a ruckman, I know so I, I can get a phone number for him. I know a bloke that may be able to uh, look the part, but maybe get smashed in the process. Well, it's certainly not me because I <laughs> struggled to get a kick on the weekend against a very ordinary Gangala uh, second grade team. Yeah. So, weren't she playing in the forwards this week as well? Yeah, and I did, kicked. Did you kick a goal? Yeah, I kicked one goal, three, <laughs> <laughs> including a miss from straight in front. <laughs> so uh, I'll look elsewhere in your recruitment, <laughs> Stewie Jew. But uh, hey, at Stewie Jew, you want to go to the gym with someone? I'll, I'll go with you, brother. You yeah. probably get good loose couple. <laughs> Sean, surely you're back in. Yeah, lines, lines by a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about a lot. Uh, Gold Coast. I've got four goals. Yeah, Gold Coast have been okay, but I've gone the Lions here, as has Macca. Uh, yep, I've gone Lions as well. So they are favourites, $1.30. Gold Coast are three fifty-seven. Uh The line is just short of your, was it four goals? Four goals, yeah. Yep, it's 20 sure. and a half. Yeah. Next game, we've got Richmond taking on GWS. Both at... Four four, so yeah, four and four, yeah. A bit of a surprise in well, that they're in a similar kind of position. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Richmond, of course, coming off all that other news we mentioned before, mm-hmm. and we'll be missing some talent. Dusty, of course, back in the squad and is healthy enough. He is yeah. playing. Yeah, he was okay last week, but uh, didn't really look like Dusty. No, yeah, uh, working his way back into it. Jaden Short, uh, he led the Tigers with twenty two disposals, which is not that many, mm-hmm. and their tackle efficiencies, uh, the the Cats, I think probably Tom Hawkins probably accounted for most of these. 52% <laughs> tackle efficiency against the Cats, and Tommy Hawkins was just putting the big old don't argue out. Uh, so as we spoke about before, Shea Bolton, he is going to miss the game. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see his mark? Oh, oh, I haven't actually I've heard about this, the mark of the year. Bring that up, Monkey, because this is absolute head surfing. Uh, he had no right, no right to get that kind of leap. 
up and and kick the goal here, but it didn't help the Togs too much. Um, this weekend, they are missing the likes of Dion Pressier, Trent Cochin, uh, Edwards, Lambert, Solder. Uh, I think Flaston's still working back. Look, it's a really undermanned Richmond side. Um, they've, they've got a few guys that have got AFL experience down in the twos in Sydney stack, maybe a Charles, Steve Morris. That said, they got pumped by Werribee uh, in the VFL on the weekend. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the side that they come out with on a Thursday night, tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Yep. Um, here's one for you. Through eight rounds, right, in all these years that the Tigers have uh, have won the comp, they've been they've never been better than five and three. So they're four and four this year. They've mm-hmm. never been better than five and three, and they have lost. Uh, sorry, they've they've won the comp three times from starting at that. So unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the the Giants they were two point winners against the Dons. Um, they're, they're equally as banged up. they got Stephen Cornelio, Phil Davis, Matt DeBoer, Nick Haynes, Braden Pruce all out. Um, I do wonder what happens here. Yeah, and you list all those guys that are out injured at the moment. Mm. And I, I looked at it and I was like, can Dusty beat the Giants by himself? I thought, oh, he's coming back. He's not real. Uh, he, maybe not his 100% Dusty. Then I was thinking, does an 80 or 90% Dusty beat them? So I've gone, bit of an upstart, a bit of surprise here. I picked the Giants to win this game. I like that. I like that. Uh, Macca, Macca went Richmond and I was arming and arming. I was arming and arming. And I went the Giants too. Yep. Uh, look, Richmond's depth is, is unprecedented. But again, you know, I was talking about in the league. Mm. With the Dragons taking on the Storm, mm. if there's any weekend to get them... It's this weekend. It's this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So so I've gone the Giants out. Not, not with confidence. No. But... I like what they... I think they're three from their last five, so they've been winning games. Like, they're, yeah. they're at 500. Both teams are at 500. Yep. Um, at, you know, winning half of their games. Well, I think maybe this is the one where they just sneak it in there. Or I could be completely wrong. Uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind... Yep. So I've gone. Uh, I've backed Richmond as well. Uh, so they are favourites at dollar fifty three. Uh, Sydney Great West Sydney, sorry, Giants are out at two dollars fifty two. Uh, the line is eleven and a half under t- under two goals there. Close game. I think this will be a close game, but I'm just sliding towards Giants. Who did you pick? Uh, Richmond. Richmond. So Sorry. Desmond, Desmond Tutu, the first, the first one for today. Archbishop of South Africa. Uh, Joseph, tune in. Where are we? Oh, I'll, get, I'll switch it so and, we get a bit Aaron, of a closer one. There and 22. <laughs> uh, so Peps is now paying up his skull bet for the Blues versus the Bulldogs last week. Uh, <laughs> Blues being a bit of a bogey team for the Doggies, but... Blues being consistent with their fourth quarter play, yes. play terrible, and the Doggies ended up winning that game. I'm happy to scull this one because this was an entertaining game of football. We'll get into the exact details in a second. Uh, Joseph, I hope you're well. Uh, we do miss your big chrome dome here on the Esky. Happy to neck this one. And, uh, yeah, shout out to the Doggies. They're 7-1. and one. Fourth quarter was, was the difference. So if you wouldn't mind introducing the next game. Uh, whilst Appetite. I delete this beer, please. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, the next one's probably the game of the round, which is Port Adelaide taking on Western Bulldogs, uh, 8-2 versus 7-1. Port, of course, having won 6-2. I can't read it from here. 6-2. They've won six of the six of their games versus uh, Bulldogs, 7. Uh, this game, of course, will be in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Uh, Port mm. came in coming off 49-point winners uh, in the showdown. Yes. <laughs> against the Crows. Pump the Crows. Crows, uh, of course, uh, you know, I don't want to say didn't seem interested, but all the, the media reports saying, hey, it's not that important anymore because we always oh, get smashed. Oh, bullshit. So, so they, they G'd themselves up to get smashed. Uh, they did. Although 90% of the uh, stands was Port fans. Yes. Uh, the sling tackle from Scott Lysett mm-hmm. was, uh, look, he, he caught four weeks. He caught four weeks. But so when you say sling, was it a... Across that, across the shoulder chest no, region, or no, is so, it so essentially you you've wrapped someone up well, mm-hmm. you've done all the early things right, and mm. then you power bomb him. Yeah, you, oh, you like you rotate, you spin around, and you using your yeah, momentum. Yeah, 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 you rotate. Yeah. Uh, centrifugal force yeah. is is the definition. <laughs> so again, quantum <laughs> mechanics and um, obstruction rules and everything uh, comes to mind there. Oh. I'm surprised they didn't come out and say they have G meters on them and too many Gs and yeah, spinning right. around too fast. So we say, "Oh, that's too a bit well, too much physics in, in footy." The problem is, young Ned McHenry hits his head there, and he was concussed as fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so they yeah. they took that into consideration. Port was also saying as a David and Goliath kind of kind of matchup. So, whereas Scotty Lysett's mm. a big boy and Ned Ned's a small, but uh, anyway, Scotty cops four weeks there. Uh, Port, their injury list just keeps gr- keeps growing, really, because Tom well, Rockliffe isn't there. Ruckman out too, as well. Didn't he get suspended? That's got Lysett. Oh, sorry. Yes, far. Sorry. Um, Ignore me. <laughs> always do. I always <laughs> do. Uh, Tom Rockliffe. Uh, he he actually got a deep vein thrombosis. Uh, he's coming back from bilateral. You, you knee, get those occasionally. Knee injuries. Yeah, different vein. Uh, and Zach, Zach Butters, he came out during the week and said uh, he's copped some nerve damage to go along with his syndesmosis. So interesting to well, see what happened. Does that mean uh, surgery for him? I think he's already had it and oh, they found more found out there's some nerve damage to go with it. So mm. you can, uh, if those nerves... you got to st- get them refiring, essentially. For, yeah, back from well, Dr. Well, Dr. You, Sean in the end here. Dr. Sean. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Sean, MD. Yeah, with his bro science. Uh so essentially, you, your foot can start to drop. Yeah. yeah so if those it's drop foot. Yeah. It, so wishing butters all the best there. Which probably you don't want as an AFL player. Oh fuck no, no, you <laughs> don't want that as a human being. So um, yeah, wishing uh, Zach all the best there with his recovery. Orazio uh, Fantasia, he we spoke about him a few weeks ago where some someone had him to kick five and he kicked four goals four. Um, he he broke some punters' hearts again. <laughs> I, was, I sent his boys that video, and uh, he yep. kicked he kicked one goal five, and some punter had him last leg to kick two goals. <laughs> and it's, it's lucky nose. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you oh, fucked me, Maldi. Big Tom, big Tom. Oh, get into the bull, get into the bulldogs. Uh, it was uh, JJ Jason Johannesson's hundred fiftieth game. They took care of their bogey Carlton Blues side. Uh, Josh Bruce, he kicked five. He's coming third in the Coleman. Yeah, I was going to ask, he'd be up there at the moment. Yeah, mm. Harry Mackay, one. Uh, Tex Walker, two. And Josh Bruce, three. Uh, the Bont, 
my goodness, in the clutch. We, t- we talk about Dusty and Petrarca. I think he's got to come into that conversation too, that that big-bodied midfielder who can just take the, a game by the scruff of its neck and, and turn it around. Jack McRae, he's a disposal machine. Uh, he had 32. He leads the league in disposals. And shout out, if you're listening, Dave McFadden, the big horse from, from the punters club. Uh, the last <laughs> leg of his multi was the Western Bulldogs to win minus 15 and a half. Uh, it went right down to the wire. The boys had their hearts in their hands. And uh, Cripper kicked a goal uh, about 30-odd seconds left to go, which made the margin 15 points. Mm-hmm. And we are thinking, fuck oh. you, Carlton. Like, <laughs> you can't win. And you're going to fuck us too, <laughs> like just do one or the other. And the dogs, the dogs kicked a handy goal and he got well into the green on that one. Shout out to you. Um, in, in terms of this game, it, it is a game of the round. It's second and third. It's at the Adelaide Oval. That's – and though they have the injuries and the suspensions, I still picked Port because I thought at Adelaide. Um, I think that's a good one. Macca will – uh, of course, get stuck up into me for picking yep. against the doggies. Well, he's he's gone the dogs. He's, he's staying consistent, of course. He's gone yep. the dogs, of course. Uh, I've gone Port actually here. Um, I think the the only clincher for me is is in Adelaide. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think. Obviously, they're a much better side uh, down in South Australia. But yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be an excellent game. And, and can't wait to watch this. Can't, cannot wait to watch this game. Thanks. Definitely not. Um, I've got another Desmond. I've backed Macca. We're going. Ooh. We're going dogs. Desmond, doo, doo. <laughs> doo, doo. Um, So Port are favourites. A dollar sixty-two. Bulldogs are out at two dollars thirty-one. Line is seven and a half. So going to be a pretty close game. Um, by all means, yeah. Moving into the Sunday games, the early one is the two and six Essendon Bombers take on the four and four Fremantle Dockers up at Marvel Stadium. I'm down at Marvel Stadium, I yep. should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Dons have suffered uh, a heartbreaking two-point loss against the Giants last week, and that's their third game that they've lost by less than three points. Hawks and Swans also. Uh, that's like a, a kick a kick away between a different season. Uh, Jake mm. Stringer, he suffered a hammy injury. He'll be done for a few weeks, and Zach Merritt just keeps playing lights out. Darcy Parrish keeps playing lights out. Uh, Freo, on the other hand, they were four-goal losers to the Brisbane Lions last week. The ageless Dave Mundy, we keep talking about him. He's 35. He had 27 last week and a goal. That's right on about his average uh, as a 35-year-old. Unbelievable footy from him. Uh, what have we done here? I think, I think the Bombers are favourites in this one, are they, Monkey? Well, I think it'd be a flip yeah. of a coin. Yeah. Fremantle of of course, have beaten the bottom sides. That's why they're in the 4-4s position where they are at the moment. And I was kind of looking at it and thinking, do I pick Freeman as the upset? I've gone Eston. Um, I think Eston maybe they've come – they play better footy of mm. recent days mm. or recent weeks, sorry. So that's why I've picked them. But it wouldn't surprise me if Fremantle wins this. I think it's a coin flip this game. Well, it's interesting yeah. you said that because Joseph's gone Fremantle and I've gone Fremantle to here the the big question Monksy stayed strong down the end the, the big question is obviously it's in <laughs> Melbourne I think if this is in the west it's a completely different story yeah, different story yeah uh, yeah I've have gone the Dons um, yeah. Des- Desmond, Desmond to plenty of Desmonds this week yes well in the AFL, AFL definitely AFL, not definitely. No, yeah. yeah NRL's a little bit one-sided at the moment yes. uh, so Essendon are favourites $1.68 
Um, it is a closer head-to-head. Uh, so Fremantle are out at two dollars nineteen. Mm-hmm. Line is five and a half. So only goal in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's be a close game of footy. Mm. Records maybe don't tell the story, but it'll be a close game of footy. It's two of those b- bottom middle tier teams. Yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> don't see either of those teams making the eight. No. Moving forward, uh, three twenty Sunday afternoon at the G. The 8-0 Melbourne Demons take on <laughs> the 3-5 and five Carlton Blues. You uh, do have a lot of notes there for the Carlton Blues. <laughs> yeah, I want to have a, a brief discussion. 30 seconds. <laughs> Can I start with Melbourne? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. I'm kidding. Melbourne, nine-point winners. A lot closer than a lot of people were thinking in uh, Jake Lever's 100th there against the Swans. Mm. Uh, James Jordan, he's a 20-year-old out of the Yarrawong. Sorry, Yarrawonga Pigeons. He had 23 and eight tackles. He was the NAB Rising Stars for the week. The D's fans, are they starting to buy her up? Are they starting to go, oh my goodness, this this could be this could be the year. <laughs> no flags since 1964. My old man was 1964. born. My old man was born in 1964. Shout out to Mike. I'm sure you're not listening. <laughs> um, so so that is a long fucking time. That is a long time. Uh, I did read. I did read today that out of uh, out of the eight most recent teams that have started eight and zero, six have made the GF, yep. and three have won it. Yeah. So it's one thing to get there; it's another thing to win it. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. But you're starting. You're starting. To, you're starting to believe. Yeah. You're starting to believe. Uh, you can't look it up. I probably won't. I was going to ask the question of uh, are the D's the longest longest club without a flag? <laughs> So, so there's recent teams that have never won one, mm. right? So, GWS, Gold Coast, that don't, Fremantle. So that they're, they're blown out by Ds. They don't count. Swans have won one, so that, that does their history. Uh, North? No, North won in the 90s. Yep. St Kilda have never yeah. won. St Kilda have never won one. So, so in terms of longest. Ds are the longest, 56 seasons. Yeah. St Kilda's second at 54. It's... Fitzroy. Must be looking at an old list because 64 is uh, 36. No, that's right. Keep going. Ignore my math. Quick math. Have St Kilda won one then? So they've appeared in the grand finals in 1971, 1997, 2009, 2010. Yeah, that's not what I'm asking. Did they win any of those games? Yeah. I was was hoping that would jog someone's memory. Maybe they Sorry, so games. to preface this, my laptop has just blue screened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working off the dome and there's not much going in there. Yes, no. not, not much goes in and not much stays. <laughs> That's right. one and out the other. Uh, as for mine, a lot goes in and not much stays. <laughs> so they won the uh, St Kilda won a premiership in 1966. Okay, there you go. So yeah, make yeah. the D's the longest one. Yeah. yeah. So Fitzroy, obviously... Well, now Western Bulldogs, 52 season. No, that's Footscray. So Footscray, sorry. Yeah. And they, yes, won, no, they won a right, couple sorry, of years yeah. ago. So. Uh, and Norths haven't won in 51 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these would be the longest suffering AFL club. There you go. Yeah. North? Yeah. They won one in the 90s. Oh, let's With Wayne <laughs> Carey. Did they? Pretty fucking sure. What <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know where this list is coming from. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's in the VFL then. 
<laughs> your list is fucked. No, it, it, the list was AFL, VFL. So, oh, yeah, okay. they did win one in 19... They won 1996, 1999, and then 1975 and 1977. They've won some, so there we go. They have. All right. Back to this game. Back. Have you finished your Carlton notes? Or did I interrupt you with uh, at the D's point? Mm, yeah, I yeah. think you're going to do some Carlton notes. Do some, <laughs> how are the Blues travelling, Peppy? Oh, well, they blew a fourth quarter lead. <laughs> water's wet. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. They they got caught out uh, being lazy defensively a few times. Uh, Bright's Bright Sparks was the return of Eddie Betts. He booted five. Uh, he had three against the Bombers the week before. Only two in I the s- four games before that. I heard the fans were getting stuck in uh, Eddie Betts. I don't know. Too why. old? No, nah, well, he's not <laughs> from, from what he did on the weekend. Uh, Harry Mc. Mackay, uh, he had four goals. He leads Coleman with 30. Um, yeah, look, a lot of the speculation around Carlton is why can't they close out games? They've been they've been competitive. They've been competitive against the Tigers, mm. against the Pies, against the Lions and the Dogs, but they haven't won any of those games. So I suppose that's mm. that's where people so what you're saying is want to hammer them. They're going to be competitive in this game, but losing the fourth quarter. Yeah, probably. Well, Melbourne's saying no. <laughs> Carlton's got no right, no right to beat them. Yeah, no right to. Not at this point in the season where they're three and five. No, um, I've backed Melbourne, of course. Have have you, you stayed true, Peppy, or have you backed the D's? No, the Judas I'm, again. No, I'm a Judas. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <See> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, double kiss. <laughs> The crow, I certainly think there's something about a crow or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it might be a rooster. Anyways, call me Judas because uh, I've tipped the Melbourne Demons. Bombers. Yep. Uh, sorry, not Bombers. D's. Uh, D's for you too. Yeah, got D's. And I'm assuming Macca has done the same. What are yep. the odds? Yep. So they, they should be short, I'm thinking. Yeah, so D's are favourites at $1.28. Carlton out at three seventy. Mm-hmm. Lines twenty two and a half. Fair, fair enough. Mm. What have we got next? Last game? Last game of the round. West Coast take on Adelaide. Uh, 4.40 Sunday afternoon out there at Optus Stadium. In the West. Mm. That's that's the main thing. That's all you need to know. Yep. In the West. <laughs> West Coast going to win. <laughs> I'd, I'd say <laughs> so. They're playing against the Crows who stink at the moment. So They've lost five straight? I think so, yeah. They started uh, off three and nothing. Yeah, then I, yeah. I think they've lost five straight. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Brennan Archie, he had a came out game for the Eagles. He won uh, – sorry, he kicked four goals. Uh, 38 disposals for Andrew Gaff, 35 for Dom Sheed. Those blokes are very consistent. Uh, the Crows, 49-point losers in the showdown. I don't think they were embarrassed, but also not the best yeah. result. Uh, yeah. Lockie Murphy, poor bloke, you hate to see him. Absolutely shattered his syndesmosis uh, going back into contest against Aaliyah. He'll be done for eight to ten weeks. And Rory Sloan, he's back uh, from his detached retina. Um, but, yeah, the, the Crows go into this as rank outsiders. And Crows you, stink. Yeah. West Coast are a better squad and they're playing in in Perth. And not just them, they're going to win. I think I've, I've backed West Coast, so I'm assuming everyone else has done the same. Yep, yep. Give us some odds, Muggy. 
Um, not that we really need them, but yeah, West Coast are our favourites at all ten. Adelaide very short are out at seven dollars. Lines thirty seven and a half. I don't think there's too much more to be said about that. I'm taking that line. That's what I'm saying about. Yeah, was it thirty seven and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got put forty on easy. They they murder them. I think over there. So, the next sport we wanted to tackle and have a chat about is about the NBA. Uh, we'll cover some quick notes and then we want to talk about the play-in tournament. But mm. the first mm. notes we want to tackle, I think congratulations to Russell Westbrook is in order. Mm. He is now the all-time leader of triple doubles. Mm. Fake stat that Macca likes to refer to. <laughs> uh, but he is the sole owner outright of the most in NBA history. Mm. Mm. 182, that is. Breaks a 47-year-old record from Oscar Robertson, old uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Cincinnati Royals when they were back in the NBA. Uh, and, and the numbers that he puts up, like they're not just like little triple-doubles, you know. It, the one that he got to, to break, it was the 36th one of the season, mind you, so that's probably a record in itself. I should know maybe the year that he won the MVP. He averaged a triple-double in the year he won the MVP. Mm. But, but it'll like, be up there. It'll but like up. in five years, he's got that number. Like it's, it's crazy how quickly he's he puts got up 21, 28 points, rather, 13 boards, 21 dimes. Um, it's it's madness that the, the, the Wizards aren't doing better than they are. They will, however, sneak into the play-in tournament. They're going to finish 10th. The Bulls, you'd say, are done. Uh, the Celtics should finish seventh in the East, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got a mix of the Hornets, Pacers, and Wizards in between. Yes, my from what I heard mm-hmm. this today, I think the Hornets have clinched. They are in the playoffs, which mm-hmm. is excellent for them. Uh, young Lamelo Ball leading them around. Playoffs or play in? Uh, one of the two. I think play in. Play in. Sitting of, at eighth. At the yeah, moment. I think they've clinched the spot in the play in. So they, as in, they'll finish in that seven to ten range. Right. Yep. And then. Uh, four, five, six. Come on and get your kicks in the <laughs> in the east. Uh, it's it's pretty much tied between yeah. the Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks, and the New York Knicks. So who knows what happens there? Yeah. So the Heat have clinched today. They can they're in fourth. So mm-hmm. their their win today means they clinch a playoff position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hawks, Knicks, and Celtics are in five, six, and seven at the moment. With Hornets in eight, and I've got Pacers in nine, and Wizards in ten at the moment. So Wizards still in. Contention for that playing tournament, and they've been playing unreal in the last month. Yeah, that they, they sure have. Yeah, well, they're six and four in their last ten. There you go. And then over in the West, it is so up in the air. Like anything, anything can happen. Really, there's still a few teams vying for that playing. Mm-hmm. There's teams juking it out for for the seeds. Um, it's unbelievable what's going on over there. Uh, the the thing that really surprised me. According to our good friends at Sportsbet, unofficial unofficial sponsors, <laughs> yep. the Lakers are still the the most backed team to take out the West and to go and challenge possibly the Brooklyn Nets in in the well. They're di- they're a different team and healthy. You see them with AD back, like they're playing dominant basketball again. For sure, for sure. But but <laughs> there's, uh, there's Jazz and the Suns <laughs> one yeah, or two. Jazz, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Jazz Suns, the Nugs, like can't rule them out. The Clippers, yep. like yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, so, sure. quick ex- explanation: How does the play-in tournament work? Do we work it out? So yeah. it was so yeah. So seventh and eighth play for that seventh seed. So at the moment, that'd be Lakers versus Warriors. Yep, which would be an unreal game. It would be. Bloody um, and then ninth. So the loser 
So the winner of that becomes the seventh seed. Then ninth and tenth place. So in Western, that'd be uh, Memphis and San Antonio. Yep. So the loser Grizzlies. of that out. Mm-hmm. And then Thank you, uh, the, the eighth seed and then whoever's the winner of that ninth, tenth seed would then play for that eighth seed spot. Yeah, to make it in as number eight. Yes. So Grizzlies or Spurs could sneak past. <laughs> say the Warriors or Lakers, mm. yeah, which would be crazy. Well, that's it. Like, yeah, the Spurs could quite easily come in as the eighth seed, and Lakers are out. Yeah, I can see why the, it's pretty close there. So I can see why they they they've kept this from last year. Mm. But having said that, no, Lakers are thirty nine, and well, Spurs are thirty three wins. So there's a six six game win difference at the moment mm. between. Mm. Between uh, seven and ten, so you, you'd be a bit disappointed if you're Lakers and you lose two games and you're out. Yeah, but and then someone like the Spurs <laughs> yeah. get snakes well, in. That's why LeBron was upset about it. Yeah, mm. but it also adds a little bit of intrigue there. Is that let's call them the last two wild card spots where they can sneak in. A team like the Spurs gets red hot, uh, can sneak in there, and then mm. you know we always talk about playoffs. Playoffs was all about you're you're. A, Oh no! You start. You start fresh. That's when right. You got to get. You get in there, and then it's a different game to then have to win again. Start win again and keep going. So you mm. need to find your form and find your your rhythm. Uh, just jump over sports. Uh, I saw you know Pittsburgh Steelers for example. They mm. went eleven zero, and then they went one and five in mm. their last games, and then flamed out the playoffs. Like, horrible. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's about getting your run right, getting the form healthy. Mm. Exactly. So, you know, Lakers have been banged up. If they can get healthy, they can get make a run and they will challenge the top teams, of course. That's why they're favourites by the sports books. But there's also the, you know, they might be a bit underdone and then they get smashed in one of those playoffs. But it's an interesting kind of run into the tournament. That's kind of where the league is at the moment. Mm. Um, no one's talking enough about the Jazzers and Sun Suns at the mm. moment. Mm. Uh, mm. They've been really, really good. Um, 76ers have quietly no... Embiid, Ben Simmons, back and forth about mm. who runs the club, etc. Who's the face of the franchise? They've just been quietly going about work. Yeah, well, they're going to um, get the number one seed. And yeah, well, they're nope. forty-seven from twenty-two at the moment. Everyone's just yeah. assuming that the Nets do it, but yeah. there's just fucking no reason mm. they can't. Well, Harden's or, been or out. The Bucks. Harden's been out for four weeks, I think, with a mm. hammy, and he should be back soon. Um, Kyle Irving uh, copped an elbow today. Kyrie, Kyrie, sorry, Kyrie L- Irving copped an elbow today. Uh, so I think he'd be all right, but he bit of a loose elbow. Mm. Um, but yeah, those 76ers, and no one's talking about them. No one's talking about the, the, the top three teams at the moment. Mm. Everyone's mm. talking about, a, you know, the big name players, Warriors, Lakers, etc., cetera, mm. uh, that have you know, maybe a bit unders at the moment, mm. but they've got the big names and they haven't snuck into that spot. Well, Nets, of course, because they've got the super team. So it'll be interesting to see how they finish up and then how that runs into the playoffs to finish up the season. Mm. Moving over to the NFL, <laughs> this is this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I I can't remember whatever happening. An NFL player, tro- there's one other. Ah, so, mm. so let me say what happened, and you let me know the one mm-hmm. other. So DK Metcalf, uh, he he said, "Yep, I'm going to try and qualify mm-hmm. for the Olympics." He's very very fast. Uh, thoughts of him chasing down Buddha Baker on that intercept come to mind. Yep. Um, and he went out in the Olympic qualifiers mm-hmm. and ran a 10-3-7 snail pace. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking fast for a guy that yeah. is his size. He, sure. he has not done himself a disservice by any means. The fact that he he's even 
able to go and compete against those guys. He came last in his heat. All right, sure. Mm. But he, he would have had 30, 40 pounds on a lot of those guys. And, yeah, good luck uh, to any of them if they wanted to catch one against the middle, uh, in the middle yeah. against an NFL safety. Well, he, he easily had 30 pounds on all those blokes. Like, mm. They're all, you know, six foot around the 200 pounds, lean, really fast blokes. Mm. And then you've got this 6'3", 240 monster outside them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just motoring along like a 10.3 is nothing to sneeze at. That's a, that's a huge. That's so fast. That's so fast. Yeah. Um, did you find the bloke that also has done it? Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. Yeah, so Herschel Walker, um, I think he ran a 10.09, something. I'm trying to find his what he actually ran. Mm. Uh, he went to the Winter Olympics as part of the bobsled team. Uh, he's been a mixed martial artist fighter. Uh, Herschel Walker is absolutely dominant running back back in the day. Mm. Um, for, 10.09. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think he ran in the Olympic trials, uh, an Olympic team. I'm just trying to find uh, – I can find his Olympic athlete. It says he was listening to the Olympic athletes and went to an Olympics. It's just whether he uh, – what did he go – oh, well, he went for, as I said, the Winter Olympics, mm, mm. Uh, as Bod said, but I think he ran really, really quick. But I just can't find that number across. That's all right. Oh, here you go. He also competed as a track athlete at Georgia running at 100 metres in 10.22. Wow. Desmond Tutu. Yeah, Desmond Tutu. <laughs> yeah, and, and he he was six – well, let me see if I got some size. What's one eighty five quickly in foots and inches? Six, six, six in a bit. Six one, and he was two twenty five pounds. Yeah. So again, an, another massive human being. He's a running back. Six one hundred, hundred, uh, hundred and two kilos. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It was a fifth round pick for Oakland, and he absolutely dominated. Mm. So there's there's the only other one, and it was really interesting to see they asked he asked DK like. Why'd you do this? Mm. And it's just like, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. it's just like, yeah. because I can. Like, I want to challenge myself and prove mm-hmm. myself. I, mm-hmm. You know, there, there is, you know, it shows levels. There's levels to speed. There's NFL speed and there's track mm. speed. Mm. But, mm. You, you know, track speed doesn't uh, contribute to football speed. Mm. It's a different thing, I think. But it's really interesting to see him challenge himself. And, like, he didn't embarrass himself. He didn't run, like, 11 and get smoked. No. No. He, he finished ninth and he, he beat, beat a couple guys. Uh yeah, it was, you know, between the guys that ran 10 on 10 and him over 10 37, that's like one, uh, that's one stride difference. Mm. Like it's, yeah. it's minuscule, the difference in it. And you got to remember that he's three inches tall and 30 pounds heavier than any yeah. other bloke there. An absolute rig. Did uh, not so do himself a disservice. No, didn't do him a disservice. Showed the difference in kind of NFL versus track speed, but really showed what, you know, capable the athletes are capable. Mm. And you know, well, it wouldn't 100%. surprise me if there's some other guys out there that, can run faster than quicker than DK mm. and yeah maybe he can challenge it but he wanted to do it he wanted to try it he'd only trained for three months like sprinting leading mm. into this mm. to try out for an Olympic trial uh, you know it would have been an unreal story if he'd qualified and made it into an Olympic <laughs> team <laughs> to do this but uh, it's just an interesting overall story speaking yeah. of unreal stories if Tim Tebow <laughs> makes this Jacksonville Jaguars 53 that'd be very interesting. He apparently he signed a one year deal to play tight end with yep. the Jags. Yeah, we I think alluded to it after the draft. Mm. Um, it's now official. He has signed with them. They have nothing really at tight end, so it would not surprise me if he makes the fifty three. That's going to be his challenge. Do you reckon he does? He's thirty three. I think that find a use for him because whether it's you know jerseys, 
<laughs> it's, it's whether it's yeah, not yeah. wrong, not wrong, not like, wrong. Like, am I? But but you know, there's there's also some of the chat that uh, you know it's really smart because then everyone will focus on Tim Tebow and not mm. talking about Trevor Lawrence, how he's doing, how Urban Meyer is as his coach. That'll be the focus. Does that, does that bring too much news into the locker room, though? Yeah, but yes. they're all talking to him, and he's a media presence, and then the other blokes can go about their work, maybe. Uh, like he'll he'll probably get some goal line work. He can probably play special teams for them. He's so you're setting up as, him up as a four guy, not a four guy, but as a guy that can, as in, a be more of a face. So you you, yeah. you take you take he get yeah he take some of the heat, but he's he's a backup tight end. <laughs> but you know, it's just a a new story that they can focus in the media versus um, tacking Trevor Lawrence for everything he does um, throughout. You know, at training camp, they're going to at training camp. They're going to track team, mm. Tim Tebow and be like, "Oh, he caught this pass. He ran this route." Mm. Instead of talking about Trevor yeah. Lawrence and all the balls he's sailing or yeah. the routes he's missed, yeah. So I, maybe I that's hadn't thought of it like that. Maybe that's some of the thing. I think Urban Meyer just wants to give Tim Tebow a second chance, of course, well, being previous connections yeah. and coaches. So to take it a step back, Urban Meyer coached him back at Florida. Yep. In the day, so mm. yeah, there's that connection. The there. only thing that Tim Tebow needs to do is he needs to do his rookie hazing. And give the Friar Tuck haircut to Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Shout out to Friar Tuck if you're listening. Don't know how well that would go down. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I can't imagine Trevor Lawrence with a short haircut. You can't destroy those golden looks. Eric no. Fisher, uh, the left tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs, has signed with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think this is pending a physical, but I think they're going to probably take him anyway. And then with Mitchell Schwartz, he's gone. Uh, the chief O-line, we saw what happened to them in the Super Bowl. Does this leave a gaping hole there in Kansas City? Yeah, well, they've tried very hard to fill these holes. So um, I can't remember off the top of my head who's now their left tackle. They've signed a whole bunch of blokes. They shined the the guard in the centre, the guard from the Patriots. I can't remember where the centre's from. So they've invested in the line. I think they've gone younger and gotten rid of the old talent. That's probably the way to talk this. Uh, Good get for the Colts. They needed a left tackle after uh, what Anthony Casanzo um, had just retired because um, mm-hmm. they were worried they'd have to play Nelson at left tackle, and you've got a Hall of Fame guard there. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's not move in the making. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers in the circus? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> Already shattered him a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the news changes every day. Uh, last week it was like, nah, he's gone. And then yeah. today they come out and they're yeah. like, the, the Packers, they've offered him a massive deal, a long-term extension, yeah. contract yep. extension. Rivaling Mahomes. Rivaling Ex- Mahomes, yeah, yeah is yeah. What, what we're hearing. So we'll probably have to double his salary to do that. Which then uh, cripples the team, so he's not getting what he wants in the end, which is to compete. So. Yeah, so yeah. who knows? It's day by day. You know what yeah. this is? This is Clickbaity fucking... Yeah. I, I think the date is uh, league year, which I think is June 12th, because mm. uh, that's when his dead cap changes. So if they get traded now, Packers have a huge dead cap. I think they can do a post-June 20 trade. Right. But that's kind of... Yeah, they probably won't do anything till that point, because mm-hmm. after it, then it's definitely counted uh, less dead cap because yeah, he's on next year, league years versus the current one. So, yep. you know, th- the money works out better contract-wise, but we'll have to see how that all plays out not right. a huge amount of nfl news this week no, uh, come after the draft it'll be pretty quiet no. yeah until that training camp uh, which is june-ish mm. um mm. but he's yeah i think the aaron Rodgers circus is probably going to be the main thing 
and whether any player movements, but yeah, whether um, Deshaun Watson's thing sorts itself out. Mm. Um, mm. We've alluded to the settlement talk, and there's, I think there's got um, to be the lawsuit. Yeah, whether that happens after June, um, I did raise a scenario because the Raiders are really keen on Rogers. Do you think that happens? Possibly, like Denver and Raiders are keen on Rogers. Denver's also keen on Deshaun Watson, mm. Mm. but he, imagine if it all aligns, uh, you know. Rogers gets goes to Raiders, Sean Washington goes to Denver. Then you've got Patty Mahomes at Chiefs, and then you're Justin Herbert at the at uh, the Chargers. Going, well, what the fuck? Why <laughs> put three three of the top five quarterbacks in my fucking division? If if you're Aaron Rodgers, right? So he's 37 years old. Do you go to the Las Vegas Raiders? Are you, are you going to win? Are you going to win well, anything there? What's interesting, he doesn't have the no trade clause in his contract. Mm. So the Packers could send him anywhere. He's just got the I'll retire clause and go do Jeopardy in my con. <laughs> As in, like, I've got money, I've got fuck you money, and I can go wherever I want. You know, mm. I'll fuck off. So if, he, if he's not happy with going on the Raiders, he might mm. be like, well, I don't want to go there. Gruden, of course, loves him and wants him there. Mm. Um, whether they do that mm. or not, who knows? They're going to trade the farm for him, and their team's not really set up. At the moment, to compete, they're not a super young team where you could say uh, trade away the future and then hope for the best going forward. Uh, but who knows? I've got a Jeopardy joke for you. Go for it. This better uh, be good, baby. Oh, it'll be good. <laughs> uh, I'm a highly talented wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Who the Packers should have drafted? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a list from the last 10 years. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. That is we how don't, it works. We obviously yeah. don't have Jeopardy uh, down here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how do they say it? Who is Jordan Love? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the question would be, I am the quarterback drafted to really piss off 12 <laughs> and get him out of a franchise that probably should have won four or five Super Bowls. I am Jordan Love. That's yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it works. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's the NFL uh, for this yeah, week. Small notes. Um, <laughs> Jeopardy host right here. Yeah. The, the rest of the news we've got is really kind of small notes. It's just the things happening in sports. Uh, cricket has I don't want to say fallen off a cliff, but it kind of has with the IPL being postponed. Yeah. yeah look, and there's um, there's bigger things than cricket. Back burner. Back burner. Yeah. We alluded yeah. to this last week. The the COVID situation over there is. Mm. Horrible and and not getting better. It's, no, I don't. Well, we're speculating that it's getting worse, but on the reports that we get on this side of the planet, that uh, yeah, it hasn't gotten any better. No, and yeah, there's you know, not great scenes or pictures coming out of the country. No, not at all. It, it was nice to see the Aussie cricketers. They sort of band together with a with a video. I think UNICEF um, is who they were kind of representing, uh, saying, "Look, just." You know, if you if you can dig deep into your pockets to try and help out over there, um, I think they handled it a little bit better than Sla- than <laughs> than Slash did last week with the old blood on the hand situation. But the I think the the pressing question is is the T Twenty World Cup. Before we get to the World Cup, mm-hmm. um, there was some chat coming out of England that they could possibly. Uh, I think Lords and I can't remember the other two mm. grounds were said, hey, mm. to bring all the players over here, we'll finish the IPL in England. Yep. Um, so there was well. that kind of thought because we talked about they thought about moving the whole league to Mumbai and then it mm. didn't happen. Mm. Mm. Um, there is, of course, a shitload of money involved in the IPL. Yeah, uh, and it's I think they're down to single-digit um, cases of COVID in, the, in, in England. Oh. In England, oh, yes, in England. yes, England. yeah. England, yeah, yes. <laughs> they're, they're doing yeah. like they're, doing, they're doing much better than they from, were from a couple where months they ago. Were a few months ago, yeah. So that, oh, that's 100%, a hundred percent, yes, yeah. 
So, you know, they've put their hand up and say, hey, if you want to, we've got cricket grounds. They're not currently being used. Mm -hmm. India are meant to come here and play that game against New Zealand in a couple of months. Why don't we finish the IPL over here? Mm -hmm. Of course, you then have to move the entire league, which is 10 teams, which is, let's say 30 blokes, eight eight teams, sorry, eight teams with 30-odd blokes um, with the players and coaching staffs and support staffs, Mm. maybe, so... Uh, I'm gonna go. I was trying to work round numbers. Say 300 people have to go. You can mm. probably pull that off. Uh, and it's just whether they want to do that. Um, time zones. They're probably what 10 hours different to India, so oh, maybe that doesn't help they're, them they're out. Ten from us. Yeah, maybe maybe eight yeah. from yeah. India. Yeah. So I don't think they'll matter too much though. Nah. Yeah. Oh, they want to televise the games in India though, so you'd have to probably play them in the morning, so they televise prime time, night time. Uh, so it's not to, not to, it doesn't pimp out the game. I'm just talking TV rights, and they want yeah. they want the millions to billions of Indian fans watching the games because uh, mm. the the monies. Um, mm. But at the moment, it sounds like it's purely on hold. So mm. yeah, we'll see how that goes. But as Peppy alluded to, what's going to happen with the World Cup? Because the World Cup T20 World Cup is in India. Yeah, scheduled in for October. October. Um, so the way things are going. You, you wouldn't expect it expect it to happen in October. Well, we were talking last week about if you look at the schedule, if this if they miss, I think they'll miss this whole month. If they're then mm. into June, uh, ish, try and re-kick this, this series, they've got that game uh, where the Indian Test squad has to disappear. So mm-hmm. you lose all those big-name guys. They've got to go play um, against New Zealand. If they do that, that's the other point, whether they yeah. send, send a, their India A team over there mm-hmm. to do that. But then they've got the um, England tour, mm. which when's that start? Uh, Off the top of your dome. Is that October tr- as well? No, it's got to be before the T20 World Cup, I would have thought. Monks, just have a quick look. So, that, But the idea is that I think I think that happens beforehand. So you've got that tour. Yeah, I think it's like July. Yeah, so you've got that tour, that July tour happens. Mm. So if they re- try to restart the T, uh, the IPL in, say, July, August, then mm. it runs for a couple. It's got another 30 games to play. Maybe they cut it down. And that's the other option. Mm. Uh, but maybe there's another two months to play. So you finish the IPL and then roll almost straight into the um, World Cup or mm. you might have a slight overlap there on starting times. So my whole point being that the longer, more days that pass, less likely the IPL will restart yeah. purely by cause of the cricket calendar. Yep. I think that's fair. Yeah. Did you get an answer for when the England, uh, India, well, the India tour of England test is? Not just yet. Yeah. But it's that's a huge out for IPL. And it goes back to my point last week where, you know, Delhi Capitals default um, champion winners at the moment. They played, they got 29 games of the, the 60 they were going to play for the mm. regular season mm. before finals. Um, let me have a quick look and see if I can find. Uh, August, September. Yeah, August, September. So, oh. yeah, it's right before the World Cup would happen and then, mm. of course, the Ashes mm. happens after that for us at mm. the end of the mm. year. Uh, so, yeah, just I can't see it needs to restart. I think they plan to restart it next week and I can't see that happening. Really? Yeah, it, w- it was um, second last week of May, I thought, uh, which ends up being next week. Yeah, can't <laughs> I can't, I can't see that happening. Um, no. I think I, I had her, I thought 18th. From memory was the date, which is ends up being I think Thursday next week. Um, no, that's not right. 
poor quick mass here on the esky. Um, but yeah, I think they're probably pushing it out to like the twenty third. I just I don't think it happens in May. Mm. I don't think it happens in June. Then June overlaps with that that um, tour that championship game against New Zealand. Then I, if it doesn't happen in maybe it starts in late June, but then you got the guys disappearing for the tour against England, mm. and you probably want that free spot mm. in late June August for that. Um, do they push it? I don't think they push it out. Maybe they they overlap in that point and they get mm. it done then, but then you just miss out on all your premium Indian players. So then that IPL product's probably down because you don't have your international stars, you don't have your your top twenty um, Indian Test players playing in the IPL. I I don't want to be a person uh, the pessimist here, but I'm, I'm not not super convinced. There's they'll finish it off. They might no. just book it, put it in the books, and just say asterisks. Yeah, yeah, uh, didn't get completed. Which would that be the first sport? In the whole COVID era, that actually didn't come back and finish the season, so I think everything else successfully came back and that uh, def- had what, to, what had level? Champions. What level are you going to? Yeah, uh, I'm pro pro levels, like all the pro sports. Oh, I'm sure I it's happened somewhere. All the American sports made it through their seasons last That's what last I thought. year. All the Australian ones did as well. Yeah, I don't think any. I think all the soccer, all the major soccer ones, I think other. had a champion um, declared. All the motorsports happened. Yeah, which would be which would be sad, but yeah, just another, another working laptop. I might be able to find that out. <laughs> just but another <laughs> another random stat to throw out there. Speaking of motorsports, I think maybe you roll into yeah. the F one. There. There's a Pakistani mm-hmm. Zimbabwe game happening, but that's that's Pakistani um, Test cricket hasn't been great, and then Zimbabwe not hasn't been any better. <laughs> uh, so F one, there was F one race on the weekend. Uh, Lewis Hamilton wins again. Water is wet. Uh, He's the first yep. person to get a hundred poles, uh, so whole hundred pole positions, not the other poles. Um, <laughs> so that's first on the grid. Yes, um, qualified race, first for the race. Yeah, uh, I think Schumacher was the next closest with sixty-eight, and then all the other mm. blokes. There's a few in fifties, and then down on it. Uh, there's as a comparison, there's some F1 teams, of course, that don't have any, any in like the history of the sport close to that amount of. Yeah, uh, first positions. Um, so very impressive. He starts one, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course the race happened. Monks, what were you, what were your <laughs> thoughts on the race? Um, I caught I caught part bits of it. Um, yeah, for me it was pretty stock standard race. wasn't too much. Yeah, involved. it was. Well, well, they were Spain, weren't they? In Spain, yeah. Yep. It was not a track that over lends itself very well to to overtakes. Um, no, there were some pit strategies and that yeah, played so in so pit strategy was probably the, the main thing. So yeah. to start it off, Max has a really good start and takes him over. So Max from mm. two and is is first to start the race after a couple of corners, mm. uh, which in, they hold that position for quite a while. They do their first pit stops. Um, they yeah. all go in at the same time. They all come out in order. Then um, through – there was talk about maybe this is a one-stop race depending on how far you'd go. Um I think it ended up everyone did two stops uh, in the race just purely because they were using up the mediums quicker than they thought they'd be. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Mercedes, they were lucky. They had Bottas in three and Hamilton was in two. Uh, Bottas kind of mm. built well, another big enough gap between him and four. Like there was a big enough gap from four and they had Bottas there that they they, they worked it out and said, we could beat Hamilton, get him out behind Bottas, 
we can get Bottas to move out of the way because he's our teammate. He'll be ahead yeah. of four, uh, and then we can put him on new rubber, and he can hunt down uh, Max. And Max would yeah. have to do forty plus laps on his mediums. Yeah, so I think think to that as well. So as soon as Bottas pitted, mm. um, Rebel was essentially look. We're not going to win the race. Let's try and get the fastest lap. So that's why. So I think Verstappen was going to be on that one one pit stop strategy. Yeah. So he. But then as soon as Bottas came in, they're like, all right, let's get um, Verstappen on fresh tires. He's well, still going to come second anyway. Yeah. So ha- Hamilton by that point had taken him over. So Hamilton yep. had gone gone in. Uh, we're talking about lap thirty or forty. He'd made his second pit stop uh, of a sixty-six lap rate race. They gave him twenty plus laps to then catch Max, mm. and he did it. I think within ten to fifteen. So he, he had laps left over yep. where he's just caught up to Max. He's taken him over. Max had. No tyres left. So tire, yeah. so Max, of course, at that point was just like, well, we've got heaps of room between us and Bottas. Uh, let's pit and try to get the f- fastest lap. Yeah, which um, he did. Did Max get the fastest lap? Yep. I thought he had his... You know, he got, he got a fastest lap at 118.149. Did, I thought he had done for track limits and then someone else got it. No, that was the week before. That was oh, the week was before. Portugal, okay. sorry. So that was yep. Portugal. Yeah. So he did get the fastest lap in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Bottas was the other option. Bottas, they pitted it as well to try and get him the fastest lap, which then let Max come out and get the fastest. He's attempt at it. So yep. Max did get that in the end. Um, so it was really – the race ended up being more about pit strategy than about the overtakes on, mm. on the course because uh, it was very hard to overtake, even with the um, DRS and the – the straight probably wasn't – the DRS zone in the straight didn't give them enough. They could get enough, close enough, but not enough in a position to take over unless they were right yeah. right on their um, back, like rear wheels coming out of the last corner, which is very hard to do, of course, to stick that close to an F1 car. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah. yeah, there was some movement in the, in the middle of the field. Um, it was actually a really good race for my boy, Danny Rick. He mm-hmm. uh, finished – started seventh, finished sixth. Yep. Uh, in both qualified and finished ahead of his teammate Landon Norris, which is a complete change of fortunes from yeah. last week's race. So starting very to get, promising for him. Yeah, starting to get that car going because they we need a third competitor essentially to the other two teams, and whether that's going to be McLaren or you know Ferrari's Ferrari. Been okay. Yeah. Well, Leclerc's been good. He has. He, yeah. fi- he finished fourth, I think, in this race uh, from memory. So uh, yes. Yeah. So he he and the Ferrari's been good. I don't think science. Um, has been so, so. similar so, so. sort of filling out process as um, yeah, Ricardo with McLaren. Yeah, yeah. But what was really interesting was uh, Hamilton wins his sixth uh, Spanish Grand Prix. This is his fifth in a row. Uh, there's only one other broke that's won five Grand Prix in a row, and that's Arten Senna, uh, the legendary mm-hmm. Senna. Uh, he, so, you know, and is it quite interesting? I saw a whole bunch of stuff in the media. And it's like you, you're watching an absolute goat. Mm. Going around at the moment, like mm. um, you know, I I think a chat at some point we need to do is uh, have a talk about goat status in sports and like mm. who's got goat status. Mm. But Lewis Hamilton as a as a competitor, like you look at his numbers, it's uh, you know Jerry Rice kind of know. like his numbers. No. Are, <laughs> they're just so far ahead of everyone else that's ever done this. Yep. Um, yep. So it's 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 quite amazing, it's, and it's, he just keeps adding to it. And if he wins his eighth title this year, mm. he will yep. take the lead as the most world championship winners. Mm. But then you look at like how many poles he's got compared to Michael Schumacher, who he's now equal with. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not double, but it's, uh, you know, 40% more. Like mm. it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. So hard to tell, but I mean, we always chat about how any driver can get into a Mercedes car and, and race well. Mm. 
how would Hamilton go if he was to change teams? If he was to go to, I mean, in a Red Bull, it'd be very competitive. If he was to go to McLaren, <laughs> so I'd say one thing: like, uh, if another driver came in the Mercedes, they'd do well. Would yep. they win? So I think that George that, Russell gave it a good run. Yeah, he's he didn't win though. Driver. He didn't win though. So that's my point. Like pit strategies though. Uh, yeah, was, I'd say, but yeah. but you know, <laughs> there's there's a whole winner mentality to there is. you look at sports mm. across the world mm-hmm. and winner mentality. To get that goat status I just mentioned before. Yeah. You need yeah. that mentality, and you can tell Lewis Hamilton. Oh, he's Hamm definitely has got that it. mentality. Yeah, would he be um, as good as in another car? Because it's such a technical sport as well, though. Like, mm. there's such a huge gap between Mercedes well, and Red Bull, we've and got, well, Red Bull well, and McLaren. Well, those two teams are ahead of the others, and then yeah. you've got Ferrari hopefully joining them. McLaren on their tail, yeah. they're the top four, and then you start talking about the other teams, and you work your mm. way down the list. Um, if you took him and then put him in Mazepin's car, yeah, probably he's going to struggle. It wouldn't surprise mm. me if he takes Mazepin's car, who's finishing last, and finishes in top ten. Like, True. Uh, sure, I, think, I suppose it's all relative. Yeah. Like yeah. you look at a, what Alonso's doing. He's taking um, an Alpine. Is he Alpine? Yep. Yeah. Alpine car, which, you know, a Renault car that uh, was doing okay. Like Danny Rick was doing all right in that. Ocon was doing okay in it. But now he's taking that up and it's in, in a top 10 position. So, mm. um, you know, a guy that's got talent. So, yeah. He yeah, did good. come 17th in at Spain. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Not, not a great turnaround for him. But yeah, it's. No, I don't get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It goes hand in hand, definitely. But I think Hamilton's probably a different beast. It would not surprise mm. me if he went to Ferrari or something and then he'd, he'd still be dominant. Um, mm. Which is because the comparison's probably Seb, Seb Vettel. You know, four four championships yeah. with Red Bull, went to Ferrari. Ferrari were in a, a shit show. So they they couldn't put the, 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 the back office, let's call it back office together, yeah. to put him in a position where they could actually then go and win races. Yeah, true. Um, so he, he still was competitive. Like he was challenging Hamilton in a lot of races in the Ferrari, yep. uh, not the last couple of seasons, but, you know, when he was there early. So he mm. was doing some stuff there. And, of course, I think he just fell out of love with it. Um, sick of Ferrari, so that's why he left them and gone to Austin Martin. Austin Martin, yep. yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes it goes both ways. You, you yep. talk Tom Brady. If you, take, if you took Tom Brady and put him in the Jets uh, – <laughs> Do, do, do they win the Super Bowl? Maybe not, but they they probably a playoff team. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah, that's it. I suppose it's all relative. Yeah, yeah. So the next race is actually probably the biggest race on their fun color calendar, and twenty third of yeah. May, which is two weeks away, is in Monaco, uh, a race that Danny Rick really likes. So I'm actually mm. looking forward to that. I love that circuit. That's an excellent racing circuit in Monaco for the the, it is. the one percenters to yeah. go and watch. Well, I mean, it is, but then you usually get whoever whoever makes pole wins that race. Yeah. Um, being street circuit as yeah. it is, yeah. Unless there's something, it's hard, unless someone puts it in the wall. Um, yep. Yeah, it's 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 not a great overtaking position. No. Uh, not on over. Sorry, not position. Course. It's probably the best better way to speak it. There is some points, um, especially coming out of the tunnel down into the the hairpin yep. there. Uh, that's usually the only spot. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those um, street circuits where probably crashes and pit strategy play, play a very important part yep. in it. But it's Definitely. a classic race. Danny Rick, of course, winning right there in the past. Mm. Uh, I'd really look forward to Monaco because um, it's it's a sexy-looking course. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on into MMA and boxing. Mm. Yep. yep. So over the weekend we had Canelo um, in a boxing match win. Again. Um, again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's his record now? 
Uh, one loss, and that's only to Floyd Mayweather. So yeah. money Mayweather. Uh, which, you know, I've – shout out Rogan and Chappelle. and listen to some Rogan and Chappelle. They've been talking about – they yeah. love boxing. Talking mm. about um, Canelo and how he he learnt so much losing to Floyd. Mm. Like in, improved his game uh, to the point where he, he slips, he dodges, he moves so much better, doesn't get hit mm. as much. And, you know, he, if he – you bikes, uh, we can't bring it up, but if you, you haven't seen the, the upper card, he lands on Sanders. It was huge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, they threw in the towel after that in the eighth, eighth round, a technical knockout. Um, they fractured his eye socket again, yeah, we are talking about. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah like, you like really messed up his eye socket and mm. you couldn't see out of the eye. Mm. But huge, and like, you can see the power he's got. Punch, um, yeah. He's probably the biggest name and the biggest boxer at the moment yep. Um, yep. in the sport outside of. The heavyweights, like he's the most well-known guy out of the to- out of those yeah. two, well, three. Let's say the three heavyweights um, that yeah. are rocking around at the moment. Uh, but he's probably he's pound for pound, I think, number one yep. at, at this stage, um, and just completely dominated. Yeah. What was interesting about this match was it was at Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, seventy-three thousand in people. attendance. Yeah. So smash, smashed anything that's yeah. been uh, biggest event in, in America. Yeah, but by since a long COVID, way. Yeah. COVID era, we wow. saw. Um, yeah. UFC two six one there in Jacksonville, which is about eighteen thousand. A couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah. And I think before that, maybe the Super Bowl probably had twenty thousand yeah. socially distanced. Mm-hmm. So a huge event, like <laughs> massive crowd. They yeah. were super into it. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Canelo being Canelo, he, he gets mm. the job done here. Where He's a good to, competitor. Where to next for Canelo? <sighs> Who knows? Like, Saunders was another guy that had mm. an undefeated record coming into this. Um, they all talk about undefeated records. And he, Mate, blitzed, and he blitzed him. Yeah, he blitzed, yeah, yeah. Again, they, another dominant win. I'm not sure. Uh, they get, Everyone talks about the, the Triple G fight, and he beat Triple G twice mm. um, in, the, in their rematches from their draws. And um, their, I think Canelo may have pissed hot in one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Triple G's fallen off a little bit since then. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't think there's anyone kind of – like massive name out there. There'll be a contender, of course. Mm, There'll be mm. some guy that's undefeated that they'll throw in front of him. But mm. I, at this stage, I just don't see, see him losing. There's there's no like uh, Manny to his floor. He's, he's Mayweather at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he chases the, I don't want to say the money route, but, you know, with Floyd taking on. Um, <laughs> Floyd's like 50, so... <laughs> yeah, and Canelo's in his prime, but yeah. if some moron YouTuber calls him out and offers him oh, if, cash... I'd say if it's more of it's like Conor McGregor calls him out... Yeah, he takes it. Yeah, he'll take that and smoke Conor McGregor inside two rounds. Like, mm. it's, it's a different beast. Um, probably not... Pro- he's getting paid fuckloads by design. Oh, already, yeah. he's getting shit. He's getting like yeah. 100 mil a fight. Like, he's getting yeah. shitloads of money. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's worried about that. I and mean, he might start thinking about his legacy. Mm. I think he's fighting in two mm. different weight divisions at the moment, mm-hmm. trying to collect all those belts like Thanos. Because um, <laughs> so, um, from this win, he added another one. So I think he's got four or five belts across two different divisions. Right. Hey, so he's a freak. He's a freak. He's an absolute machine as a boxer. So, 
Let's jump really across to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, UFC yep. 262 happens Sunday, our time, Saturday night over there in the States. Mm. Uh, we'll probably, we won't go through the whole card. Yeah, but I don't want to say it's a stink card, but it's just not as good as 261 no, no, was not, no. with the three title yeah. fights and then the two big names that kind of mm. lead it into that, mm-hmm. which both ended up with um, interesting leg-related injuries mm-hmm. in those fights that leading into the three title mm. fights. But the main one in this is, of course, the lightweight title um, mm. new champion because mm. uh, Charles o- Oliveira is taking on Michael Chandler mm-hmm. uh, to mm. be the light weight champion. Yeah, replacing Khabib's old, um, old yeah. division. Yeah, so taking Khabib's, uh, well, you know, it's the, the winner. The vacated will be, belt. The way he, yeah, he vacated yeah. the belt. He retired. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin got the fight with McGregor, so that's why he's not involved in mm-hmm. this picture or in this scenario. So they've taken this route. They really want to fast track Michael Chandler. Avera, yeah. I think mm. he's on a double digit win streak at the moment. Mm. Um, the only other guy that could, was kind of in that conversation, but has only starting to work his way back is Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. He's the co-main, so he's mm. fighting one of the other blokes. Um, Benil Darush. Darush, and I think Darush is another up and comer. So again, I think they're both top five, top ten lightweights. Um, Mm-hmm. So, you know, if anything happens between now and then, they'd, they'd probably be the alternate mm. um, yeah. for this belt. Uh, but it'd be good to see Tony Ferguson come back and get back into the winner's column. He struggled of late coming back. He got smoked by Gagey. Mm. Uh, I think he needs a good win under his belts to um, get back into the form he was in where he was mm-hmm. super dominant. I think he was on a 13-fight yeah. win streak before. He, right. um, he had s- some issues with mental health and yeah. possibly an assault charge mm-hmm. at one point. And, oh, actually, and he blew his ACL out. <laughs> so yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, that, all that together kind of doesn't help out. He's um, actually wasn't an assault charge. He had a restraining order from his missus because I think he had mental health problems and just trying to clear that up. So it'd be good to see him get back in the winner's yeah. column. Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. I have no idea who wins this fight, mm. honestly. Um, Chandler is like, for, for all the hardcore fans, he's excellent. He's been there, dominated in the previous leagues before joining the UFC. Yeah. Absolutely smoked our boy. Um, it's not Horn. can't remember the – actually, it was technically a Kiwi, but – Dan Hooker. Hooker, that's but the yeah. one. Mm. Yeah, smoked Dan Hooker. Um and you know, announced himself in the division, and they've put put him straight away into the uh, into the title contention. Oliveira makes the most sense if it wasn't Dustin Poirier. I'm not sure who wins this. Man, yeah, it's going to be a good fight. It, this if you looked red hot against Dan yeah. Hooker, I think he coming out of Bellator. I think he can't, he he's yeah he's there. Yeah, he he was the biggest fighter that wasn't in the UFC at that point. Yeah. So when once he signed with the UFC, that's a huge get for them. Does he win this? I could definitely see him win it. Mm. Oliveira is a bit of an upstart, but he's had such a great run in the UFC at the moment. Like I said, double-digit win streak. Mm. Um, I don't know. Thoughts? Any guys going to jump out on a limb and pick a bloke <laughs> uh, out of out of these two to back? Yeah. No, I like Chandler. I'll, yeah, just the way that he dismantled Hooker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's there. I think he's ready for it. I'll go Oliveira just to be different. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing a quick search here to find his recent record um, just to see if there's any – so, well, 
He beat Tony Ferguson in December. So that was after Tony lost to Gagey. He's then lost to Oliveira. He's been mm. Kevin Lee. They're probably the two biggest names. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's on an eight fight win streak in right. the UFC at the moment. Yeah, okay. So. There are I, I, I think, think, I think I'm going to Chandler in this. I, think, I, was, mm. I don't want to say the UFC wants him to win, but there's a. Uh, he's been fast-tracked. He's, be, he's definitely been fast-tracked. <laughs> he, he's got. A, he can talk well. Um, he can cut some good promos, so they definitely want him there because then he can go out and call out whoever the, probably whoever the winner of Dustin and McGregor is, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which you'll see would probably, hey, I'd love McGregor to win that, and then they can have the, the two kind of mouthpieces going back and forth. Mm. I think Dustin mm. probably beats McGregor again. Yeah. Um, you'd say, and Dustin's just like, I'm happy to get paid, and then I'll go mm. beat Chandler and win the belt. So mm. we'll have to see. Uh, of course, there's gauges still floating out there, but mm. we'll see how he fits back into this picture. Yeah, he seems to be a bit hard done by everything, sort of just because he's not marketable as marketable as a Chandler or a McGregor. Or oh, everyone loves his knockout power. Yeah. Um, losing, getting absolutely dominated by Khabib didn't help his chances. True. So he he needs <laughs> like a, so is everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs a good win under his belt to then put himself back in that conversation. The problem is everyone yeah. else has dance partners, so he can't jump back into that conversation mm. at this point. Yeah. We'll see how what happens with him. Probably something will happen after this gets announced. Well, after this happens, there'll be results in this. Um, mm. McGregor and Dustin are in June, so it's not too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have a bit of clear picture in the lightweight division. Yeah. Do you want to move from fighting to golf? Yeah, the best segue. As we do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, both very mentally challenging games. Yeah, very true. When was the last time there was a big fight in golf? Oh, never. Probably. <laughs> No, I have seen. I've seen a couple of little clips getting around where yeah. there's an absolute blow up. And what would you fight about in golf? Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating. Any uh, true. Yeah. Um, some someone being better than you. But in the like in a Mind PGA were, related. Oh, never. Never. We, never have too yeah. civil. That's it. I was going to say when we play golf, we've got probably a case of beer in between us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. see a few, yeah. but yeah. yeah, probably not at the top level. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you didn't support, you boys didn't see that one. Hitting just, hitting someone else's ball. Yeah. Hitting up on yeah. someone, that's the big thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Probably, hit, probably hitting a bloke. With a, you know, if you're hitting up on someone, you hit someone, that's probably what will set, set you off <laughs> for a fight. Who's that AFL bloke? He's got... Clocked a few weeks ago by a golf ball. Yes. I have to go back into the, oh, yeah. into the archive on the Esky, but yes, it has yes. happened. Anyways, Royal McElroy. Wow, we. <laughs> Rory McElroy, he, uh, he won as uh, Monkey shouted him a beer, mm-hmm. uh, the Wells Fargo Championship there in North Carolina. Uh, big story coming out of this golf tournament. Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened here? Doesn't he have like an agent or a manager or some minders? No, well, he's got like a private jet. Anyone and, around him. <laughs> yeah, anyone that was there and with he, him, he's caddy. He calls the shots apparently. So, yeah. seemed like on Friday night, uh, he was predicted two shots over the cut. He's like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go home to Dallas. Yeah. Head start, <laughs> beat the traffic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the thinking was. Yeah, but in his private jet, I'm beating the fucking traffic. <laughs> well, he jumped on it. He was in 90th place and then I think the wind changed. and uh, There was but, weather. Yeah, yeah, there was weather and everyone else stunk on on, <laughs> <laughs> on the second round. And uh, by the time he landed in Dallas, he was coming 63rd. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, well, you made the cut. <laughs> so, Saturday morning, 2.45, red-eyed. So, so what, he went home, 
hopped into bed, had to sleep for a little bit, and then yeah, just, yeah. I, I heard he got a gym session in in between. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, he was lifting weights. Friday Does not night. surprise me. Yeah, Friday night he was lifting weights, and then I think about three hours sleep, and they're like, "All right, well, back you go." They flew back to North Carolina, and then get this. On fucking three hours sleep, he shoots sixty eight. <laughs> like, as as the day of the the day of his tournament, and then yeah. back out there on Sunday, he shoots sixty eight again, finish north. That's crazy. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. yeah, I think he stated, uh, "I'm glad I finished north because it can cover the the private Jessica <laughs> for going two times more than I needed to." Uh, uh, that's too yeah. good. Shout out to you, Bryson. Uh, let's finish with some soccer news. Neymar has re-signed over there at PSG. Mm-hmm. Four-year mm-hmm. deal worth 47 million AUDs a year. Yeah, 26 mil pounds. 26 pounds of euros be somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the big question mark around PSG is can they win that elusive Champions League? They're not doing it this year. No, and, and last, year, year, yeah. last year also finished in the semis. Uh, so that'll be... Uh, Really encouraging for PSG fans for next year. Mm. Obviously, Man City and Chelsea face off in the Champions League final coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and City have at their it's official. They're final. Yeah. It's the finally official. It's yeah. been, been official for us for two months. Yeah, ten. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably say ten weeks. Um, but yeah, they, they, they've got uh, their third. Premier League in the last four years and Leicester, mm. they really solidified their Champions League aspirations mm-hmm. with a win over Manchester United. So it seems like that I think the top four sorted City won, United two, and then yep. Chelsea and Leicester will be third or fourth. And then I think the Hammers are five points behind them. Mm. Um, yes, they six. So they've slipped to sit there at 58 points. Actually, yeah, Hammers are in fifth. Mm-hmm. They're fifty-eight points. Chelsea are in fourth at sixty-four. Yeah, so I think so. That, that is sorted. I think Bayern and Inter have wrapped up the Bundesliga yeah. and mm. Syria. Uh, Spain will be interesting. I think it's Barca, Real, and uh, Atletico going at it there. And France, yeah. it hasn't been decided mm. just yet. I think it's PSG okay. and Lille yeah. going at it there. Mm. What's left in the EPL? I think they've got three, three games. Three games. Yeah. yeah, it's three or two, depending on your yeah, club. 38 in total. Yep. So, mm. yeah, most of them have played 35 or 34. So, three to four left. Mm. All right. Well, that'll, that'll wrap us up. Right. Any other wrap final thoughts or questions before we finish up for today? Um, uh, what are you looking forward to this week? Australian Rugby Union wrapped up last week. Oh, yes. Queensland yes. Reds. Reds yes. beat, the, Reds beat Brumbies. the Brumbies. Uh, Crusade, um, Crusaders won over there in New Zealand. Yep. You so. see their coach, he break dances. <laughs> <laughs> he does. They, they win and he break really? dances. Yeah. 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 Wow. You can look yeah. that up next yeah, week. Right. Yeah. Um, so up next in the world of rugby, at least now on our side of the world, um, is the Trans-Tasman Championship. Yes. So between Australia and New Zealand, there'll be a couple of games across is that the top two or top it has to be the top two we will find out for next week okay <laughs> Done. <laughs> have to watch some rugby <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe yeah uh and i think there's besides the the domestic sports there's not a huge amount of sports um, next week and the nba of course jumping into yeah um, NBA, NBA, NBA NBA finals. yeah yeah that's a massive one the playing tournament starting next week mm-hmm. on yep. Uh, six days from now, which is quick math Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Righto. 
And now. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Thank check you out our socials. Uh, we've got Twitter and social and um, Instagram. Check out our shitty memes on Instagram and uh, uh, terrible tweets uh, on Could Twitter. Oh, yeah. Someone operating <laughs> with Twitter. Yeah, I've been uh, putting some stuff up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, just keep ticking it over. Uh, Maybe Facebook. Facebook. Well, yeah. So I, someone needs to take Facebook and I'll, jump on I'll that. Do it. I was um, going to say LinkedIn, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone. Here's I one. like being employed, James. <laughs> no, no, one final one for you is before you go. I was at a wedding a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was talking to someone double my age, let's say. Well-dressed, articulate, very, very nice guy. Yep. And then he goes, you should look me up on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, fuck. Come on. Read the credit. <laughs> I don't have no fucking LinkedIn. I'm, I'm a pisshead idiot. I'm, I'm 30. Like, I don't have no LinkedIn. But. Anyways, shout out to you, sir. I hope your business dealings yeah. are going well. Yes. Uh, we, we just drink beer and talk shit about sport. <laughs> if you like it, follow us on the Esky Instagram. Twitter, yep. Facebook's coming. Yes. Um, and, of course, the YouTube. So the YouTube's. Please YouTube's subscribe, on, like, yeah. and yep. if you've got things you want to ask us questions about or want us to have a look into anything, just drop it in the comments because we will try our best to answer or have a look into it. Sounds so, good. Thank you all for joining us for this week's On The Esky. Uh, again, yep. shout out to Macca and his um, future yep, the best. mother-in-law. Uh, she's all the best and that she deals with her medical problems okay, gets through unscathed. Um, so that's only our love, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, thank you boys for coming out. We'll do it all again next week um, with some more sports news. Yeah, talk about opinions. the sports that happens in <laughs> when the sports teams play the other sports yes. teams. How about that local sports team? How good. Uh, Catch us next week. Bye. Bye.